Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Round Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is loading up the big guns. Nintendo, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for Nintendo fans. At first they delayed stuff, then they announced a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to break it all down in this episode. But first, a couple uh, show notes real quick. One is we got requests for timestamps for the episode because not everyone necessarily has the time to listen to everything all in one go. So what we're doing is if you go to Amtown.com's blog post for this episode, which once again is episode 35, Lowing Up Big Guns, um, we have next to each news item and each game listed in the news and game section where we link to the you know, topics, uh, we have a time. So you, if, you want, if you only can hear a certain thing, you can jump to that that way, or if you want to pick up where you left off, you can jump to the topic you left off on. So it's a nice, easy way for you to keep up, and this was in response to some listener requests, so there you go, guys. And I mean, come on, let's be honest, two hours is a big commitment, so we can't expect everyone to actually listen It's a big commitment, but it's totally worth every second. Yes. I'm glad you agree. (laughs) And the second thing is, apologies if there's a strange background noise. It's an awfully rainy day in LA, so if you hear any ambient sounds of water falling, it's not one of those little CDs that help you go to sleep. It's just real life. So with that said, uh, as I was saying, it's a big... It's been a big couple of weeks for Nintendo. We're going to break it all down. Um, we're first, of course, going to be talking about the recent Nintendo Direct where they unleashed a slew of uh, Wii U news. We're also going to talk about some third-party announcements for both Wii U and 3DS. On top of that, we also have the final Q1 lineup, what's going to be coming out between now and the end of March, and we'll break down what you can expect to see. We did this once before, but Nintendo changed a lot of it, so now I have to do it again. And lastly, we will wrap up with two things, one being Nintendo... Uh, look, our take on why Nintendo's restructuring and what it means, because they are. And two, impressions, hands-on impressions of the upcoming Fire Emblem Awakening and Brain Age concentration training, both for 3DS. So, there's a lot to do. It's going to be a big episode. Let's jump right in. It's literally like a mini E3. Like, the amount of announcements that have happened, it's a mini E3. Crazy. It's E3 in January. It's Cray, as some rappers may say. Anyway, <laughs> I've never seen Cray on, the, on this mic again. Anyway, um, so first up is that Nintendo Direct. And it's interesting that they did it like this, because normally their Nintendo Direct would only be a specific thing in the next month or two that they talk about, or a specific topic like Pokemon X and Y was. But I guess, in my opinion, probably because a lot of fans are down and out about the future of the Wii U, especially after Nintendo delayed some games, uh, Nintendo decided to do a bit more of a forward-looking Direct. They did a simultaneous, worldwide, uh, 35-minute video hosted by Nintendo President Satoru Iwata, or Iwata, in which they basically laid out everything we could expect, not everything, but a good chunk of what we can expect to see on the Wii U this year. And it looks like it's shaping up to be a pretty good year for the system. Very good year. So, um, this is so far in advance that Nintendo didn't name their games. They didn't give them names. They didn't really tell much. They just kind of gave us a whole bunch of teasers. So let's start with the first unnamed game, one of like five or six that were shown, and that is a brand new Yoshi title for the Wii U. It's from the team behind. Um, it's, for, it's from the team behind Kirby's Epic Yarn. And it shares a similar aesthetic. <laughs> similar. Identical. <laughs> it's identical. It's identical. Yeah. It's. Um, it's being. I mean, it, it, I'm pretty sure a lot of it is like still in development, so they're probably reusing a lot of assets. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not, but I mean, everything like it, it really. Yeah, it looks like the exact same game. Well, here's like the, the first few seconds. I mean. Yeah, then okay. it, this is what's confusing. Then it so, turns into its own it's like a, It's almost like a then little big more, planet, Sackboy-esque No, then look. it turns into Yoshi's story. No, I'm talking about the um, the look of Yoshi. It turns into a 3D plush. Like oh, I'm talking about the world. Like when it gets tilted. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually good. The Yoshi's story was all stitched t- together kind of thing, yeah, too. Yeah, like although it was head-on, not tilted. 
It was it was normal two D. No, no, yeah, but everything was so like made yeah. of found material. But yeah, what we do that. know, and then we'll break down that because that's actually a very good point. What we do know, the game which doesn't have a name was first leaked through Meverse back in November as Yoshi's Land, but it seems like they're not sticking to that name because uh, they're just calling it a new Yoshi. Yeah, and uh, the fans have been calling it Yarn Yoshi. Yarn Yoshi or Yoshi <laughs> Yarn, yeah. Double. Uh, it's from Good Feel, which once again they're the team behind Kirby's Epic Yarn, and it's being supervised by. Uh, Takashi Tezuka, who, among working on many Mario games, was the director of both Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Story, and he's supervising and giving input. So, it's a spiritual sequel to those two games, basically. And, I mean, like you said, it really does... Here's the thing. I'm excited because it's a new Yoshi game, and Yoshi's Story is my favorite game as a little kid. Among my favorite games. Um, but, yeah, the beginning, it looks just like Kirby's Epic Yarn, but in HD. Like, Kirk, or Yoshi, see, I'm even getting confused. Yoshi's <laughs> an outline of yarn. He walks past some little jewels and stuff that look just like the jewels you collect in Epic Yarn. Then, he eats a shy guy, also made of yarn, and goes 3D. He turns into a little plush, like, with stitching and everything, which looks really good in HD, by the way. Um, some interesting things that I noticed on the video, and that yeah. a lot of people also pointed out, was that when he's in yarn form, or we'll call him, like, a single yarn form... Mm-hmm. Like, the shy guys don't even notice him or acknowledge that he's there. And the moment he transforms into, like, a fully, like, sackboyish yarn, yeah. like, the shy guys run away from him. And that's when he can actually, like, I'm jump starting on. to wonder, honestly, if that little yarn bit at the beginning was just, like, an homage to Kirby's Epic Yarn. They're like, look, it's from the... Because it, they, it, they showed it, as Iwata said, they're from the same people. It's from the same team. And then he transformed. So I wonder if that was, like... And all the screenshots only show 3D Yoshi, not 2D Yoshi. Like, they only show plush Maybe Yoshi. Maybe it's, like, a I wonder if it's kind like, of thing. Either that... Like, every time he gets hit, he'll start getting smaller. I don't know. Oh, possibly. Yeah, either that or it's literally just like, they made Epic Yarn, now they're making this. Look at it progress from Epic Yarn to Yoshi, Yarn Yoshi or whatever. And it, you know, there's a transformation. But most of the footage they showed was that 2D side-scrolling view. But all the screenshots they showed in the direct and everything they released on their press site are 3D, like we talked about before, tilted angle. So there's one where he's running through what looks a lot like a 3D Yoshi story, kind of. Like, it's... It's not tilted like crazy, like behind the back. It's, it's just like two-thirds angular. View. It's two thirds view. Yeah. So there's one where they show him running through what kind of looks like what would be an update of Yoshi's story. And there's another. This one's the one I find most intriguing. He's running in front of a window, like he's like in a house or something, like a playroom of a house, and he's like running along a windowsill. That is what I want the whole game to be like. That would be cool. So you want not, ne- not necessarily in a playroom. Place in a kids. Not necessarily room. in a playroom like that, but just a little yarn Yoshi exploring the world, kind of chibi Robo style through a house and stuff. With the graphics of what they've shown, I think that'd be super cool. Um, like, if you make the platforming, like, a mix of, like, house exploration like, house obstacles, and then, obviously, the more fantastical worlds of, or fantasy worlds of, like, whatever the kid's imagination is. Because Yoshi's Story is a coloring book, so it's not that absurd to, like, just move it a step forward in that direction. Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was right after Kirby's Epic Yarn came out, didn't the director say he wanted to make other franchises in... In yarn form? Yeah. And here it is, Yeah. Yeah. But either way, that's that's one of the games they announced. It'll be out, no date, actually, but presumably this year. No date, no title, nothing. <laughs> no nothing. No nothing, but it's coming, and it matches the rumors. It's funny, because I tweeted the night before they announced it. I said, you know, if this if the Yoshi game doesn't, if Yoshi's Land doesn't show up, that game was, that, that game was never real. Like, there's no way they would be planning for it in November. You know, behind the scenes, they'd be referencing it if the game wasn't coming in the next, like, you know, if they didn't announce it before E3. And sure enough, there it was, 12 hours later. So, go me. Yeah. Yeah, that was me cheerleading myself. Working on your cred. Yeah. Second announcement. <laughs> Going from Yoshi to... 
Um, something a bit unexpected, but was a wish on the wish list of many, and as an HD remake of The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. The HD remake will be uh, coming out before the fall, which is actually really soon, or by fall is how Nintendo said it. And uh, the game came about not because they're like, oh, let's milk Wind Waker. They actually, the Zelda team following E3 last year, where they showed that really impressive tech demo of Twilight Princess esque graphics, oh, the that, Zelda yeah. HD experience demo. They were playing with different graphic styles to see what to do for the for a brand new Zelda for Wii U, which we'll get to in a sec. And um, they, they, you know, they tried out Wind Waker and they ended up liking it so much they decided to just build it, rebuild Wind Waker with the new engine. Oh, so it's a labor of love, not a cash cow. That's how they're selling. That's how it could be, but we don't. Yeah, that's how they're selling it, but probably is a cash grab. Either way, well, I mean, a lot of the textures look um, like I mean, it looks more. It looks like it's been more reconstructed than just yeah. It's been more reconstructed. Scaled up. I agree, but it it looks like it's running like a different engine. Like it has shadows, and all the characters are actually polygonal and not just like you know. It's not quite. It looks different enough. No, it's interesting because the I feel like the old graphics still kind of hold up. They do. Because they still They look, really do because they were so crisp and Yeah, I mean, and it's it's all super cel shaded. I mean, cel shaded doesn't really get old. No, it doesn't. But I really like it. I mean, unless you're like Killer 7, if you're trying to go with like anatomically correct people, then it yeah. starts just to show its age. But since Wind Waker was all stylized, it, yeah. it still looked pretty well. Like, if you look at those dolphin, like HD pictures, they yeah. still look really good. It does. But I but, really love the new look a lot. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing I really love the original Wind Waker. So, but naturally. So much you beat it? No, but it's the closest I've come to being it. I don't beat my games, you know. No, that. Well, well, it's the closest I've come in a long time. For but, you, any... but you said you got up to the fetch quest, and I don't blame you. A lot yeah. of people that, that was gave the, up on the was, fetch quest. Yeah, many, many people stopped there. I in did. fact, I'm cool. The fetch quest might be something <laughs> they're. <laughs> the fetch quest might be something they're resolving because. Uh, well, first, honestly, I, I hope they don't. Well, here's what they said. Here's it's what's good. coming with the Zelda update besides the HD graphics. So, Wind Waker will have those HD graphics, like I just said. But it's also going to have off-TV play, so you can play on the gamepad exclusively. It's going to have what they call tuned-up gameplay, which I assume is a tweaking of either how long you have to sail in the ocean, because lots of people say it's a little too long at times, or the fetch quest. I immersed in it because I... I know, I know. I actually really like the sailing, but some people... My guess, all they say is tuned-up gameplay. My guess is it's one of those two, or both. Well, or some maybe, streamlining, or some... Maybe music. there were some glitches that we didn't experience because... Maybe it's how they did Offering of Time 3D on the 3DS. They tuned up the gameplay, but it was basically the same game. Yeah. They just added functionality with the gyro. And, and I was thinking, like, what did they change? But I'm like, oh, wait, I did use the gyro, but it was so, yeah. and they, like, integrated. It didn't really... Yeah, honestly, you know what? I think it the... It felt natural, I guess. I feel like the um, the success of Ocarina of Time 3D, which did move over, I, I believe, over a million on the 3DS, million units, I think that's what's leading to this. Because, like, whoa, if people bought a remake of Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, why, they'll get, buy a remake of Wind Waker on the Wii. Is that for getting more remakes of Zelda games, maybe? I... Who knows? Are, 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 are we going to get a 3DS version of um, Minish Cap? Majora's Mask. People actually want that one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I guess I never played I never played Majora's Mask uh, in its entirety. I played bits and pieces, but a friend had it. Anyway, the last feature that they're adding to Wait, Zelda. Okay, I just played the final boss. That was a horrible mistake. Yeah. And my friend, me, my friend and me borrow it for like over a year to play it. Yeah. And his save file was still there. So I just played the save file with the final boss. And That's never, awful. And Why would you do that? Because it was there and he had all the masks. But you missed all the fun part. And... Well, well, either way. Well, which means now I'm more willing to buy it if they were to read it. Fair enough. Uh, either way, for Wind Waker, in addition to that off-TV play and tuned-up gameplay in HD, it's also going to have some sort of Miiverse integration. But they did not say what. I wonder if the Tingle Tuner will make a return. It better. The Here's the thing. Because, I mean, they used the Game Boy Advance, but I guess yeah. it's a DS. 
No, you'd use the gamepad screen. Yeah, but that was a two-player experience, not a one-player experience. Right, so what they would do is the game might still support Wiimote. I mean, the Wind Waker baton, the Wind Waker itself, the baton, is perfect for a Wiimote. So one player could be playing Wiimote Nunchuck, and then the other so player could be the on the gamepad. the game would be just played with Wiimote Nunchuck. No, I'm saying it might have two control schemes. It might have, it might be like a flip of, you know how Mario had like, Mario Galaxy had like the co-op helper mode, a lot of games did, where it's like, player yeah, two you, grabs a no, Wiimote no. and shoots Star, or well, yeah, Starbits. But, but the main player never had to change his control method. That's true. Because you're saying like, oh, if he's playing with the gamepad, then that means he shouldn't be able to use the gamepad from the very beginning. Right. I don't know that. I, it just... Because I think very unintentional to make you like, oh, sometimes you can use the gamepad, and sometimes true. you can use the remote nunchuck. True. Unless, I guess... Unless they're literally just going to say, like, the gamepad is just your map, that's it, if you have a friend over, Tingle Tuner. Yeah, they better include Tingle Tuner, because, I mean, we've talked about this before, how Miyamoto was saying they can now take ideas of GBA, GameCube connectivity, and actually flush them out on I mean, that was also system. kind of an easy... Well, nah, it actually helpful. Oh yeah, I mean they gave it to you, but I wouldn't be surprised if the tune-up. It wasn't up integral ga- to the whole game. Honest, though. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the tuned-up gameplay is some sort of computer-controlled version of the Tingle Tuner, or a second player could do it. Maybe by then, two gamepads will work with the Wii U, and then you could bring a gamepad <laughs> and Tingle Tune. I don't know, but um, that's a good point, though. I'm curious what they do with that. I'm sure we'll find out more at E3. Yeah, yeah, but. That game, like I said, it's going to be out by fall. So it's not even their big game of the year. It's presumably late summer, early fall. It's one of their big games of the year. Because mm-hmm. they don't have enough big games this year. Well, now they do. I mean, just listen Animal to this. Crossing. I don't know. Well, they'll get... Yeah, where is Animal Crossing? Chilling it's, in the house. It's getting kind of annoying. I want my Animal Crossing. But anyway, so that's one of two Zeldas they announced. The other Zelda is one they barely... They didn't even show anything of. The other Zelda is... um. A, they're calling it a truly new Zelda. It's a brand new. It's gonna be a brand new experience, and it's still too far away to show any sort of footage or screenshots of. They claim. Uh, I'm sure they're right. I don't know why I'm like they claim. They, they, <laughs> no, the game's they, already done. Yeah. All, all their games have well, been done a long time ago. Yeah, they're exactly. just, all, and the they're just waiting. But it's so far. Like the Disney Vault. Like, yeah, exactly. The Nintendo Vault. Yeah. It's the Nintendo. The Nintendo War Chest. It's um. Well, that'd be money. Never mind. The um. Yeah, it's so far away, they're still selling on graphic style. And that's how Wind Waker came about, because they are playing with graphic styles. But they did say it's going to be different than the HD experience. So don't, if you want realistic Twilight Princess-esque Zelda, the new Zelda for Wii U will not give it to you. What it will give you, however, check out that transition, is, um, according to E.G. Numa, who's the producer of the series, they're going to be, the theme of the game is rethinking the conventions of Zelda. So they're willing to, they listed some examples of what they're, throw, what they're willing to throw out the window to go back to the basics. And that includes the idea of being dungeons in a certain order. That includes it being a single player experience only. So it sounds like the even single, more so than Skyward Sword, the they're really changing kind of worries me. That's like the one that could go, that could make it or break it. I don't think it'll break it. Make it or split it. Like, well, I, well... Kind of, kind, of, kind of the way Resident Evil 5 split people. I don't think... It'll, I mean, like, Skyward Sword. Skyward you. Sword split people a little. Some people are like, oh, I prefer the like more open world oh. Zelda. But I mean, if they're saying they're getting rid of the dungeon structure, it by nature is more open world. The only thing I could think of is it's a Zelda... So it's like Zelda 1 where you could I don't know. Well, they didn't say. order you want? They didn't say. Yeah, presumably. Here, I mean, they didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, All they said is they're willing to throw dungeon order out of the window. And, out of the, Yeah, and first part... Or first part... Single player gameplay. Yeah... I'd, it'd be cool. Maybe they'll maybe they'll have baked in uh, four swords. I mean, I guess it's nice that Who they're knows? actually like doing this for us. Because I mean, in theory, they don't 
have to yeah. change anything. Well, yeah, because after Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword got weaker reviews than other games because everyone was like, oh, even though they changed it, it wasn't enough. They no, need to do more. Uh, well, well, that, well, that's my point. Not stale. everybody has played every single Zelda game. I mean, yeah. well, they well, kept. I mean, like, there's, like, a new generation of kids that just got a Wii and Wii U that have probably only played one or two or maybe Which is funny because... And they're just experiencing those games, yeah. so by the time they get to their third, they probably won't be tired of it. We've played, like, we've gone through 12 of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... It's funny because Nintendo it's, it's realizes like, that, too. I feel like we're not, like, the ideal demographic anymore. No, we are. We're the ones that buy it. But Nintendo realizes that. They're not they, the ones that even, make their millions. That's true. But they even said, like, Wind Waker is a great introduction to the Zelda series for newcomers. Like yeah. the HD remake. That's part of the reason they're doing it. It's like a gateway drug for the <laughs> new one. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I'd be okay with some sort of multiplayer. I don't know how they would do it, but I'd be okay with be that. another Four Swords installment then. It's like their or, well, that's what I was saying. What if it had like a co-op mode that was like Four Swords or you could just do it solo? But it's like, what if it was like Skyward Swords? What if it was a 3D character. Zelda, but it was co-op? Like Four Swords co-op in 3D somehow. I don't know how that would work. I don't even know if that'd be good. Just throwing ideas out because Nintendo's not telling us anything. <laughs> Did you just have like a like MMO style multiplayer where like two like you could just actually friends, that'd be interesting. Have, have your friends join the overworld map and just all right, you take care of that. You dungeon, know that'd I'll take be care really... of that dungeon. So you don't even have to experience all the dungeons. You could like well, no, you have enough you friends. Have to do everyone will do one dungeon. You still have to do all the dungeons. And then you guys just go and find the final boss, share the items. And you, that's still, it. you still have to do all the dungeons, but I think you might beat be... the game in like about two hours. I think. <laughs> I think you're onto something with the open world multiplayer. I don't, I don't, I don't think I would like that. The MMO. Uh, not every game. I don't know. I don't know necessarily. I, I, I like some games to just be me by myself. Well, I don't know necessarily if you people. have to team up with people. But what if like multiplayer you just interact? What if when you're just like walking around the world, there's just other people, and you could talk to them, and they're real people, and you could trade items and stuff. Um, just a thought. I mean, Nintendo didn't say anything. And here's the thing: the way they were wording it, and the way they're talking about, it, and the fact that Wind Waker's coming out this be like year. Like the Nintendo and Plaza, then there's going to be other sorry. people there that just. Yeah. Kind of there, and if you go to the, like, oh, here's some items I have, then... Mm. Yeah, maybe that wouldn't be so great then. But Nintendo's plenty of time to sort it out. The way they're talking, we're not seeing this game until 2014 or 2015, at the earliest, I would guess. I mean, if Wind Waker HD's this year, there's no way the next Zelda won't be till at least next year or the year after. No. So, but I mean, they didn't show anything of that. It's kind of funny, we kind of like went on a segue, because I was going to talk about all the games that they actually showed, and this was just talked about, but uh, let's go back to the games they actually showed. An e- a game of possibly more epic scale than Zelda is uh, the new Monolith Soft game, which they've codenamed X. Oh, so and it's probably part of the Xeno... It's yeah, I would assume it, part of the Xeno it, looks, it looks just like Xenoblade. It looks like an HD sequel of Xenoblade. So what they showed is it's a very large-scale um, RPG. They showed like a minute-and-a-half trailer. And it features, you know, it really looks like Xenoblade. It has like the sweeping landscapes. It has kind of a mix of like high-tech and fantasy world stuff. It has... Those dinosaur monsters look really cool. They look like they were out of Monster they Hunter. They really, really cool. Yeah, they did look cool. They and it had... The scale was like... And never, never mind that. How about the... There's one shot where a mech... The guy hops in a mech and takes off over the valley and there's this know, like, crazy draw distance. Like, you can like, see like everything. Like that game definitely looked like... like whoa, you could tell Monolith... like next gen. You could tell Monolith saw... Well, we, we already have the next gen. What am I talking about? <laughs> you could tell Monolith Soft um, would kind of help back with the Wii's tech when they were playing Xenoblade and this is what they imagined. Yeah. Like, you could just... Because it looks similar, but it's, like, how it should be. I mean, if they were... Yeah, I mean, just saying, like, well, I mean, these are the people that pulled that off on the Wii, so... Yeah, imagine what they could do on Wii, and we're now seeing it. Not like that, but, um... This is not even the finished product. It also... There are also some other little... Yeah, exactly. And there are also some other little hints of stuff. The combat system seems to be the same structure as Xenoblade, suggesting X is, in fact, a sequel. 
And more interestingly, there's a chat box in a couple of seconds of footage with people talking, other players. Oh, yeah. So and possibly then, an online... In the background of one of the shots, you can see like a guy running around. Yeah, so... Getting hit. So never mind Zelda having an online multiplayer component, the new Zelda. What this about this? Making, this this one, one is the this one, one that has... more it. like the Monster Hunter multiplayer. I think, I think this is... Yeah, I get Monster the feeling. Hunt. What did I say? Monster Hunter? Monster, Monster Hunter. Okay. Oh. You said Monster Hunter. But I think you might be onto something. I think this is Nintendo's own Monster Hunter crossed with Xenoblade. It's like Xenoblade with the Monster Hunter multiplayer. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I mean, granted, we only saw a minute and a half, but yeah. still, it looked good. And uh, the nice thing about it is unlike Xenoblade, I'm pretty sure this one will actually see the light of day in America when it's supposed to and not have to resort to a fan campaign. Yeah. Because uh, all three games made it over, so I'm Yeah, sure. all of Operation Rainfall made it, but it took some time. Uh, but, I mean, Nintendo really... This was the big finale of their Nintendo Direct. This was the last game they showed. They're like, oh, by the way, check this out. Like, they didn't even... Yeah, they wouldn't... Yeah. They wouldn't each, since each region got their own Nintendo Direct, even though they're all hosted by Iwata, if Nintendo wasn't going to bring it to America, they probably wouldn't have thrown it into the video. So I think it's safe to say it's coming stateside. Question... And hopefully it comes at in a timely manner, whenever it comes out. But... Uh, looks pretty, so looks think, pretty epic, so literally. You, so you're thinking maybe this year? Mm, you, I, I have you, no idea when. Are I, you picking it up? I mean, you didn't pick up Xenoblade. I did not, but this one just like it's so stunning looking. Like the gra- <laughs> I was literally like, it's like you gotta have I, it just to literally. I was just like, I it. yes, I just want to be in that mech. That first of all, they also had a transforming bike robot thing. I think that, was, that was the same mech. Oh well, either way, the I want to be in that mech that's flying over the giant empty valley and just be like, whoa. <laughs> literally, I'll buy it just to go whoa, and I'll return it. No, I won't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I. It's really hard to say when it'll come out because Nintendo is very vague. They showed a minute of footage. Well, it sounds like either way we have enough games to hold us over. Well, that's the thing. We're not done with the list. I know. Exactly. <laughs> there's more. Just wait. <laughs> but so, wait. There's more. Literally, if you go beyond the vagueness of Xenoblades, or sorry, if you go beyond the vagueness of X, which, by the way, the X is the same, roughly the same styling as the Xenoblades logos X. Well, yeah, but I mean... It's a sequel. But isn't Xenoblade part of its own little series Mm-mm. already? Then what are they, then what's Xeno Saga? Saga was what Monolith made for Namco Bandai when it was still Namco, and Monolith was still a Namco company. Then Nintendo bought them, and they made Xenoblade, which has the same Xeno, but it's totally independent. Oh, right. Xeno Saga is a space opera RPG of sorts, oh. I think. But yeah, they have the whole like high-tech combining with other stuff in Xeno Saga. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if you thought that was vague, here's one that's even more vague. Nintendo showed a teaser for a uh, crossover game. It's with Atlas. It's got combined Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei, which is the um, overarching franchise that covers Persona and uh, Devil Summoner and all that. Yeah, no, or Devil Survivor, not Devil. All Summoner. those, um, I don't know, I don't know, some dungeon crawler RPGs. Yeah, dungeon crawler, like first person dungeon crawlers, that sort of thing. But uh, so they're working with, they're crossing out. What part did I say? All right, I don't even know. They're crossing <laughs> over those two games, Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei. And the trailer, literally, this one, this one's far off. All the trailer showed was some character art from both games. <laughs> it's about twenty seconds long. Granted, all the Fire Emblem character art was in the style of the Shin Megami Tensei series. Well, but it was just kind of the, like, the newest Fire Emblem when they look like except, they were just ripped out of street. Yeah, uh, except Marth. Except yeah. the Marth character was just kind of there. Yeah, like yeah. they just sort of like copy paste. Yeah. But the um, it's supposedly gonna be an RPG. It, like, they're calling it an RPG, not a strategy. <laughs> well, not a, stra- not a strategy game like Fire Emblem. Oh. At least they're they're labeling it RPG, and the development's being handled mainly by um, the team that makes Shin Megami Tensei over at Atlas. And Nintendo's so supervising expect, and publishing. Um, a, a very 
a very deep sound, a very long soundtrack with some vocals and stuff like that. Yeah, well, of course, I'll copy J-pop with Fire Emblem, <laughs> with Fire Emblem like <laughs> organ music. Yes, it'd be an interesting <laughs> mashup. Um, but you know what's almost more interesting than the game itself is what Was said right after he showed it, and that was that due to like rising development costs and whatnot. Nintendo's going to start doing this sort of partnership and crossover stuff more and more. And this is the first of many. Yeah, because we need more crossovers. Yeah, you I, did, I, I remember know. when we were talking about this earlier, you didn't seem too happy about it. What, what's your what's going on? Well, well for disclaimer, it's not that I'm not happy about it. I guess it's just, um... I don't know, there's just been some... I feel like we've been bombarded with crossovers like over the past like year and a half or something. Like, yeah, you know, like, actually... There's... Like, Marvel vs. Capcom first came out, I was like, oh, cool, a new Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Because it's been, like, I don't know how many years. Yeah. And then we got, like, Street Fighter Cross Tech, and I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, yeah. two things are getting combined, and then we're getting Project X, and I'm like, whoa, this is almost, like, crossover overload. And then we're getting... Professor Layton versus Ace. Yeah, and you're like, okay, that's cool. I mean, two friends I really like, and then now... And there's a lot more. In fact... I mean, and then there was also... Well, and then when this got announced, like, I've always been kind of, like, interested in the Shin Megami Tensai series, but I never... Right. You really had the means to actually play it. Like, I had a PSP, and I got the first one, but... I didn't have my PSP long enough to actually play it. And yeah. then when this one got announced for the Wii, first it just said Shin Megami Tensai. And I'm like, oh, cool, a game I got for the Wii U. And it's a Crossfire Emblem. And I'm like, oh, man, I guess it's not going to be a pure Shin Megami game. So. Yeah, it's weird because you're like really not bummed, but you seem down I on mean, this like, one it's in cool, particular. But I was just like, oh, I wish it would have been not a crossover. But yeah. it is what it is, and it is. Well, here's the thing. Nintendo's <laughs> doing it more. Not They might not necessarily do crossovers of franchises, but I mean, Namco Bandai is developing Smash Bros. Yeah. This is being developed by Atlas. Awada said there's, or yeah, he said there's more of it coming. So. I know, no, no, no company is really developing their own franchises anymore. Well, it seems like it seems like the issue. I mean, Double May Cry was made by Ninja Theory. Yeah, well, here I think the issue is just the costs are so expensive for HD games that they have to start like sh- pooling resources. No, that, that makes a lot of sense for Nintendo because that's the biggest concern everyone had. Was yeah, like, is oh, how would Nintendo make HD it. games? They've exactly. only made standard games. Yeah. It's going to be too much for them to handle. Yeah, but there, there, there is no... But it de- makes sense. They're, t- yeah. they're doing the smart thing. They are. They're being proactive about it, which is good. Instead of letting themselves learn the hard way that they can't pump out games and have huge droughts every year, they're yeah. proactive. I With mean, that said, though... I mean, I'd rather... You'd rather have the crossover than nothing. Yeah, I'd rather... I mean, I'm glad this exists, because I'm pretty sure... I mean, it's not like it's ruling out the chance of... If anything, it's a, it gives us a better chance of getting a Shin Megami game for down the road. Yeah. Maybe Persona 5 or yeah. a, some sort of HD collection of the first four because I kind of want to play the Persona games. That would be cool if they did. Imagine an eShop, HD eShop re-release of them. Yeah, I mean, Persona neat. 4 Gold just came out so they're definitely pumping out. Yeah, there's still... Yeah. That's crazy that Persona 4, Persona 4 Gold came out because Persona 4 itself is only like four years old. Like, it's yeah. too early to well, be a I mean, remake it but it's too late to just be a port. It's like this weird well, in-between. Well, I mean, it definitely has something to do with Persona 4 Arena, the fighting game. Oh, that's right. For, I forgot game. Arena. I forgot Arena. Yeah, yeah, so that was definitely some sort of right marketing... Yeah, going back to your uh, crossover talk, though, about how there's so many, I agree. So much so that I'm going to write an article about it. What? Yeah. Uh, everyone, hey, here comes a plug. Check your <laughs> Nintendo towards the tail end of the week this goes up. So, like, I don't know, tail end of January, beginning of February, I guess. I don't know what the date would be. <laughs> One week. Check around in, like, a week from now. Check, at, or a week from the time of this Within recording. six days. Sure. Yeah, check the site, because I'm going to have an article where I'm going to be looking at not just... I mean, you list stuff like, how many crossover games coming out this year? Like, five? I know, that was... Like, it's... Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to... That gonna, was just the last base months. Yeah, and basically, I'm just going to flesh out what we talked about right here. I'm going to look at, like, the history of crossovers, look at what intends... Why, you know, what's coming. I'm going to break, you know, a little preview of each game that's coming, and then break down why it's being done in more depth than 
what we talked about, hopefully. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, back to the Nintendo Direct, the Wii U Games Edition. There's one other game Nintendo showed in Nintendo Direct. This one's definitely the least buzzworthy. This one's gotten the least attention, but it's kind of intriguing, I guess. And that's um, and that's a sequel, once again with no name, to Wii Party. I'm going to call it Wii Party 2 for now. The first party game for the Wii U. The first party... Well, actually, I take that back. The first... Yeah, I'll call it a party game. And a sequel to the first party... The first Nintendo board game game that didn't star Mario. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of, This one actually got a release date. This one's coming out this summer. And, uh... Got a release date. A release period. It's better than everything else. I mean, nothing else has had a release period. Zelda in the fall and this now. Or Wind Waker in the fall and this now. And Yoshi at whenever. It is... But, it, it is showing that we're finally getting that game that... Like, remember when the Wii U was first unveiled and they had that sizzle of like, all the potential way they could yeah. use and they showed like, yeah, two this people is, playing, like, this is the one. just on the game, yep. playing that one checkers looking board. Yeah, they're playing Go. Yeah. Yeah, and then that guy, like, raged, like, like oh, I'm gonna shake it. Yeah, well, he was clearing the board. Yeah. Well, he wasn't raging, he was clearing the board. I, I, anyway, he wasn't like, I hate this game! <laughs> but anyway. No, uh, see, like, Pink Fool's Ball, like, that looked kind of fun. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get, is, um... That other one looked kind of weird. It was baseball. It was yeah, like rotary it's, baseball kind of. Anyway, it's, it's, it's well, let's explain how the game works, and then we can talk about the individual mini games. Um, so it's kind of summer. It's got a variety of modes. One of which is the board game that looks almost lifted and HDified right out of uh, the original Wii Party, for better or worse. For better or worse, but instead of um, rolling the dice with the Wii mote shaking or whatever, you'll have like a dice game on the game pad, and you like have like four or five dice laid down. You have to like you shake the pad, and they, yeah. you can manipulate them by shaking and whatnot. I hope they have a variation of. Um, Find the snitch or spot the snitch from the original. I think I think that was a. I don't think they will because there's one like an awful lot like that in Game of Mario when it comes out. Spot the snitch. Isn't there something similar where you have to like find? Do you know what I'm talking? No, maybe (laughs) maybe not. I thought I did. We played it a lot. It was um where you're basically just playing through the mini games and one person has an unfair advantage and you have to figure out and you have to figure out who has the unfair advantage while the person who has the unfair advantage obviously wants to win while also not looking too good. When you mentioned Spot the Snitch, I was thinking oh, of the Thief yeah, mini you're game from Game of War. Oh, yeah, because that was my favorite one of Wii Party. No, that yeah, was, that was am, its redeeming quality. I would be shocked if they don't... the mini games were actually pretty fun. The I, zombie one was I would be fun. shocked if they don't bring back most of the modes. In addition to the new ones. Like, it wouldn't make no sense. Because, I mean, in addition to the board game, with also, the dice Also, the animals was kind of fun. Yeah, they're also doing... What? Which? Where you, where you had the Wii modes. Right, right. House. I can see them doing something like that. I mean, they're doing lots of crazy things. Like no, no, they're that, doing like Twister this. with. Yeah, they're literally doing Twister with the Wiimotes, three Wiimotes and a gamepad, and you have to like all. It's Twister with your fingers and hands. Yeah, so you have to like press different buttons, different people, and your hands get intertwined and whatnot. So that looks kind of neat. And I mean, they're they're also doing ones that only require the gamepad, which you already alluded to. There's the foosball one. Each player holds one end of the gamepad and uses the control stick, and then there's like a baseball one where one swings with the bat using the control pad and one pitches with the other control pad. Yeah, this emphasis on not using the TVs. Yeah, they were saying that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and actually they made a really interesting point, or while I did that, um, I guess it's an interesting point. He said they're not going to repeat any of the, or he said it's got different uses of gamepad than Nintendo Land and Game of Wario, both of which one had and one will have different crazy <laughs> uses of the gamepad. So, the fact that they have a third game with even more uses really shows that that controller has a lot of untapped potential. Man, the, that Mario Party that we're getting eventually is going to... Be awesome? Yeah. <laughs> Better be online. I know, just imagine... Actually, I hope Wii Party 2 or whatever. I mean, it's going to have a bunch of... I bet it's going to have a bunch of minigames, like Gamepad-only minigame or... Yeah, or Wiimote-only. Wii Wii <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's going to come with some crazy peripheral that everyone has to nah, play. Nah, not yet. Like, they only do that when they have to milk it for like the fourth entry on the, on the system. Keep in mind, How many on of them came with a mic? 
two, and they were, they were the last two on GameCube because they started running out of ideas of how to use the GameCube controller creatively. Oh. I know, like, one of them had, you, you could play with up to eight people, huh? Yep. Interesting. But, um, I, I, I'm kind of hoping, actually, that Wii Party 2 has online. Wii Party? Oh, Wii This one. The oh. one we're talking about. The, the, the one coming out that this summer. That could be interesting. Just because, like, you know, if they're gonna throw random in... Random it's people. definitely gonna have to use Miiverse in some way. All Nintendo first party games are. So, you know, just go full online. Why not? Yeah, but that's that's a lot of people because I mean, there's nothing that gets you angrier than losing to random chance. Yep, that's true. So I'm hoping. <laughs> either way, I'm hope I'm looking forward. Hey, I, you, Jason? What? Nothing. What? What? Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you said. Uh, I said losing to random chance. And then you said something else. And I said looking at you, Jason. I don't lose to random chance. No. I lose to thinking it's a computer, but it's really you all along, because you changed your character at the last second, I didn't realize. So I was cursing out the computer, but it was you, and it was Mario Party. Oh. Is that what I meant by it? I, I don't know, know what you meant by it. I assume that's what you meant by it. Anyway, this is really awkward now. <laughs> oh, boy. Awkward. Uh, <laughs> that we, uh, is, you know what? Let's, 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 fine. Everyone loves those um, minigames in Mario Party where, that are strictly, or Nintendo any Wii Party. party. Yeah. Where they are strictly luck based, like the one where you have to like, oh, pick the correct one or whatever. No, I got that, but why'd you call me out? Because those are the ones like, that I anyone could, yeah. Oh, you're saying I can't win at the real ones, I only win at those, and it's not even my own doing. Yes. That was a long way to go for that joke. I just uh, said looking at you and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it for what they showed. I'm just gonna be more direct next time. Sure. That's what. It, like Nintendo. Yes, because that's what. These are the new games they showed in Nintendo Direct. But they actually talked about even more. I mean, we're, what, five, six games in? And they talked about even more. So. Do you mean there's more? There is more. In addition to these games, Nintendo also gave verbal confirmation of some games we could assume were coming. That includes um, a new 3D Mario action game from EAD Tokyo. And a new Mario Kart uh, from whatever team is making Mario Kart. (laughs) Both for the Wii U. Both will be at E3 in June in playable form. And basically, to me, that's confirmation of Nintendo's holiday lineup. So we got Wii, Wii. We got Wind Waker. Well, that sounds like they're gonna not have any more franchises after Metroid F Zero, the real Zelda. Or that sounds like they're gonna have another Mario and Mario Kart in the same generation. Possibly, they won't do Mario Kart. They might do Mario. Yeah, definitely not Mario Kart. But um, yeah, I mean, it really is. Like I was trying to say, it really is kind of a confirmation of their holiday life because you got Wind Waker HD in, in by fall, as they put it. So you're and then like August. August or September, probably. And then, if they're showing two of these games, both playable at E3, Mario and Mario Kart, at least one of them will be out by the holidays in the big flagship title, if not both. They could easily do what they did at the 3DS and do them, like, three weeks apart. Like, one November, one December, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just released one. But either way, we're going to be seeing those before the end of the year. So basically, we have a pretty good roadmap of how things are going to go at the Wii U from now until the end of the year. If you just look at the games that are already announced, plus the ones that just announced... Well, I mean... I mean, also... We have 11 months left. I'm pretty sure... Well, no, not even counting February, because they said there aren't any games in January yeah. February. So I'm pretty sure you could even figure out what game is coming out what month if you actually figure out what games are coming out this Somewhat. Because sometimes the will be... Like, we Party 2 will probably be June or July. Maybe August. Well, Game of Wario. April, May, I don't know. Well, we'll get to all that when we talk about their Q1 lineup a bit. But, um... Right now, I think it's probably best to just go through the news still, since there's more announced. Oh, that's right. For example, Smash Bros. The next Smash Bros. will also be at uh, E3 in June. Here's what's weird, though. Uh, In the Nintendo Direct, it was stressed that they're going to show the first screens of the next Smash Bros. 
But then, like, the next day, the producer of the series, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, Mm -hmm. he uh, tweeted something. He basically tweeted... He basically sent a tweet that uh, there's probably going to be a trailer, at least. It won't be playable. They would have stressed that. But there'll at least be a trailer. And the reason... It's a really cool trailer. Yeah. Well thought out. Well, assuming it really is true. Because what he sent a tweet is that uh, a trailer usually accompanies such big announcements. But they wanted to give, you know, a little... Something to keep the, the fans patient until E3. So who just goes, yeah, so, you know, trailers are usually included, but we didn't have one. We're not going to have one. <laughs> like, no, if you're hinting at it, you're hinting at it. There's going to be a trailer at E3. Maybe it'll even be playable. Yeah, I well, I mean, that, pretty but... sure Wano just didn't want to say something that... Like, yeah, I mean... Gonna, I mean, exactly. it's not kind of how Smash Bros. got announced anyway. Yeah, all of them. I mean, probably... Brawl like, and this one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we're going to have it playable too. And then Sucker's like, we want to... Yeah, but... Picking <laughs> <laughs> his fist in the air. Yeah. Standing outside Nintendo headquarters, shaking his fist <laughs> up at the top floor where Wada's golden lair is or whatever, yeah. But he also did, I mean, the real thing that gives away that the probably doing a trailer is he specifically said that it'll have a proper coming out party, a proper announcement at E3. So if you say what well, takes a proper announcement is a trailer, and they say we'll have a proper announcement, that implies a trailer. Oh. Right? Yeah. I'm not crazy, right? Okay, so. All right, cool. So, so in addition to all those new games, which is seriously, like, that's like an E3 amount of games. And that's only Wii U. But in addition to all those, Nintendo also uh, discussed some of the other stuff coming to Wii U, including some already known games and some services. On the already known games side, they gave us an update on Platinum Games duo of Wii U titles, which are Wonderful 101 and Bayonetta 2. So Bayonetta 2, they um, did kind of a weird thing where they're just like, we're not going to show you anything, but here's a development video of them <laughs> building it and playing it. So you gotta see, like, some environments, and they were talking about how Bayonetta 2 is gonna, uh, really put the franchise in new locations and things you wouldn't expect while still keeping it true, like the Bayonetta feel, whatever that means. And how much, um, they're gonna make it look like leather. Yeah, the leather, the leather she's wearing, it's gonna look like leather. Yeah, so, so make sure, like, we're gonna hold that as a really high point of critique when we get it. If it doesn't look exactly like leather. What you have to do, what we're gonna have to do, what everyone's gonna have to do, is they're gonna have to get a piece of leather, tape it next to their TV, zoom in with the camera on Bayonetta, and compare the leather, and see if the leather really is leather. Yeah, I mean, why would, they, why would they focus on that guy saying, like, I really want this to look like leather? I think they're to, I think like it's for attention to detail, not... <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be... And then, they're not gonna latex. Have a, you know, they're gonna have a collector's edition. It's gonna be Bayonetta 2 leather. Leather edition, and it'll come with a small piece of leather. Too small to do anything with, but it'll be there. Because leather's expensive. So just enough that you could cut just it up to be and clear, make a is... for a mini mat. Exactly. Mini-mat. Just to be clear, there's no leather edition. I made that up. But the game they did show off, and it's coming out sooner than Bayonetta, which still doesn't have a date is Wonderful 101, which we played that twice. Once. Twice? Once. We played that for sure back in September when Nintendo came to LA with the Wii U Experience Tour. We've talked about that, and you can go back and listen to those episodes of the podcast if you want impressions. But I will say now, after seeing that trailer... Slide. What? <laughs> that has it has a water slide, yeah. And it has a quirky sense of humor, but now more so than then, it looks super flushed out. Like, I'm glad they delayed it, because it looks... One, the graphics look better. Two, the game seems to have more personality. And three, there's some crazy flying I mean, stuff I mean, happening I mean, that I looks awesome. Outside of like one thing that I'm that I'm hoping is still like that's still improving on, which is the mouse movements. I don't know if that's oh, like, that's because it's dubbed from Japanese. It's gonna be like that. Well, no, well, I don't know. I mean, well, even if it's dubbed from Japanese, it just looks. Um, Do they look like they're just Muppet like flaps, yeah, it, it, like it, it, South Park puppets? Well, I don't or know, not it, South Park puppets. Terrence and Philip is what I'm thinking of. Well, no, I guess they they just look like a really bland texture of a mouse. Just being switched between other mouths. Oh, well. I, I don't know. It, it kind of... I know what you mean. It's it, either they have a line of teeth, they have a fully open mouth, or it's yeah, just it, a line Yeah, it, it just closed. stood out so much from, like... Well, you're like, an animation buff, so well, I didn't... Honestly, I didn't even notice that. Oh. I'm not saying you're wrong. They could... 
I think, you know, if people are noticing it, it should be fixed, but I didn't even see that. Oh, I don't know. Like, I was watching, like, oh my god, it looks so amazing. Like, I, I, honestly, it's, I thought some of it was still, like, in-game cutscenes, but it was an actual boss fight. Yeah, I and, can... And then, and then the mouse started moving, and I'm like, oh man, this is really bugging me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, all the same thing with, like, another trailer I'll get to later, like, the frame rate, or, like, when the Luigi's, when we get to that later, when they were moving, I was like, oh, there's something going wrong, but whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you mean Dark Moon? We just mentioned yeah, the Dark multiplayer Moon. trailer. Yeah. Right, which we'll definitely discuss later, because we now have details on it. But before we get to that, back to 101, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it looks so much, like, more, like, it has more depth than when we played it. Like, when we like played it, beautiful Joe it's Beautiful team. Joe mixed with... Wonderful one, or sorry, <laughs> it's beautiful Joe, Joe mixed with Pikmin. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And it looks awesome. Well, it's from I believe it's from the same people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it looks so it's good. Like Nintendo owns them now. Yeah, basically, but um, well, not really. It's just a partnership. But the thing with Wonderful like One is when now. we played it, like the game is pretty good, but it felt kind of shallow and it felt like it'd be really repetitive. But the stuff they showed in that trailer, like, I mean, there's some stuff where you're like climbing this giant skyscraper and it like starts falling apart, and then you're like on a jet fighting a flying boss and you're like looking down at them on the jet and it's like they're under it looks really good yeah because i mean even if the gameplay is repetitive it sounds like if they keep different things they just keep changing it up yeah and the repetitive gameplay yeah and they still and they emphasize the design of the game yeah and they re-emphasized how it's got to use the game pad in which uh when you go inside a building or whatever since it's like a top oh, down yeah, view just like, it just goes into a game pad yeah, it's, it's basically four, four swords, swords yeah, adventures yeah. yeah from the gamecube gba days but um because why not <laughs> Exactly, because they're like, well, there's a screen there, might as well use it. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it now. Like, I was kind of on the fence about it before, but that trailer pushed me into really wanting into it. Into the maybe buy territory? No, into the buy territory. Whoa. I really like Beautiful Joe, and it has the same sense of humor and same, like, cheesiness. Plus, I mean, maybe their mouths aren't good, but that jacket, that jacket the lead's wearing, you can see the creases in the denim. That's <laughs> HD for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was... The collector's edition comes with that jacket. What? The collector's edition comes with the jacket. Oh, if only. And a is wig. There a, is there a theme, and a wig. Is there a theme with uh, Platinum Games games coming with various clothing articles? <laughs> Bayonetta comes with a piece of leather, according to us, and now and now Wonderful One One comes with a jean jacket. I'm okay with this. I mean, if they then make, like... Or the Unitard, whichever one. Uh... Mm, Unitard. Oh. I wouldn't wear it, but it'd be a more unique collectible. Yeah, yeah. or the wig. Yeah. Or a wig. Or a wig. This took, this took a very strange turn. So you know what? I think now's a good time to break off from the game announcements to talk about the other half of the stuff Nintendo announced, which was um, the uh, sorry the service stuff. So the biggest service they announced is, as they've been alluding to, Virtual Console is coming to Wii U. It was formally announced. It'll hit this spring. And it's actually, in terms of selection, it's going to be a step back from the uh, Wii one, which had like so many systems and so many games. The Wii U one is only going to launch with NES and Super Nintendo games, followed by Game Boy Advance games. Yes, the Wii U will play GBA games before the 3DS can play it on its virtual console. That makes console. no sense. It makes a little sense. If you recall that for uh, Ambassadors, they promised that the GBA games oh. they're releasing are exclusive to Ambassadors of the 3DS. <laughs> but we never said Wii U. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> whoa, it's a different system. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, so while the selection might be a little weaker for Wii U at first, the features of the Virtual Console are definitely a step up from the Wii, uh, and more in line, even a step up from the 3DS. So it's got to have save, save states that you can use at any time, just like the 3DS does. It'll have, it has off-TV play, so you can play on the gamepad or the TV. And it has Miiverse communities for each game that they'll release, where you could, and it supports screenshots. Yeah, so if you're stuck for some reason in Balloon Fighter... Yeah, you could... Balloon Fight. 
balloon fight you because I right, I'm stuck in this boss. Yeah, you could be like my balloon popped. I don't know what to do, and then someone will go, "Well, you die then." <laughs> do I go left or right? <laughs> do I go left or is that a glitch? He <laughs> keeps sending me in a circle. It's like I go off the left and come out the right. What is this? Parallel universe. I, I can't find the ending in this um, balloon trip. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. I've been playing this game for three days nonstop. <laughs> I can't get out. The trip never ends. There's no destination. But uh, yeah, it's uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so it does support me verse with screenshots, which is kind of cool because it's a really easy way to share high sc- high scores for older games. Um, pricing confirmed for Twin Galaxy. Thanks for the that too. game of the year. No, not game of the year. Guinness World Records. That too. Although they might argue you need to play the original version because that's the authentic one. These are emulations. Well, on there they just have they just put the, which version it is. Oh, okay. Right? Well, then never mind. I mean, you could make a record for any game. True, but yeah. In addition to those features, the games will also be at a discount if and only if you transfer them from your Wii to your Wii U and you previously owned them on the Wii. So standard prices will be exactly the same for the Wii U versions as so they were for the, the Wii. So all the games that I have that aren't Super Nintendo or not yet. Well, when they roll them out, you know what I mean. I hope they're a buck too. Well, yeah, that's what oh, I'm no getting. Way. Hold so on, was hold, a 50. hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting. Here. I'm getting some. I'm getting some structure, so they know what we're talking about. If you don't already, dear listeners. Uh, so game prices will be the same if you're buying them brand new. Five bucks for NES. Five to six bucks for NES. Seven to eight bucks for Super Nintendo. If you already own them, as Jose spoiled, then it's only a buck for NES games and a buck fifty for Super Nintendo games. So you would, but just to be clear, you have to transfer them from the Wii to the Wii U. So wipe your Wii clean. I don't want to do that, so I guess I'm not getting these discounts. But then again, I probably won't rebuy anyway. Uh, now, the thing is, a lot of people on the interwebs were actually kind of bummed about the price. They're like, oh, but I already bought it. I should be able to you know, keep it for free or get the upgrade for free because I already invested in it. I already bought the game. And they have a good point. And honestly, I would like that too. But considering Nintendo's adding stuff to everything and they had to rebuild emulators from scratch and whatnot... I could kind of see why they're charging. I think really of it as a $1 update. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say when, uh, like, it's worth it. They're putting in resources. And I mean, like, when iTunes went to iTunes Plus in quality, when it went from 192 to 256 in, like, kilobits sound quality. Um, or not kilobits. Whatever. Yeah, kil- no, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, when they did that, they charged, yes. they charged an upgrade fee to upgrade your MP3s you previously bought. That's a bit more absurd than this. Like, this actually makes sense, because Nintendo has to manually, like, update these games. Yeah, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. All the games will still work if you go through the Wii menu on your Wii. Mm-hmm. So it's really just if you want it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're still getting your games on the Wii. It's just, do you want... Do you want it on your gamepad, or yeah, do, you do you want, want it on the TV? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, like, oh, yeah. I think it's a fair trade. I didn't buy that many games, so I'll probably do it. I do have Super Metroid on the... On my Wii, well, transferred over on my Wii U. Well, the nice thing about that... Does that mean I have to pay a buck or 30 cents? You'll pay 30 cents. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's that's the next thing. You, you keep jumping ahead. <laughs> uh, to Super Metroid, along with a lot of other games, are going to be introduced at a special discount price. Uh, because what Nintendo's doing is the Wii U's Virtual Console doesn't officially launch until the spring. But they're running a special trial campaign promotion in celebration of the 30th anniversary of the Famicom. So, Famicom. So, once a month... From now till July, they're going to have a new virtual console game um, for 30 cents each. Balloon Fight is what they launched with right after Nintendo Direct the other day. Then it's going to go with uh, F-Zero, the NES, the Super NES version in February. Punch-Out for NES in March. Kirby's Adventure for NES in April. Super Metroid in May. Super Nintendo, obviously. Uh, the NES game Yoshi in June and Donkey Kong in July. Each of those games, for a 30-day period... 
which is actually kind of mid-month to mid-month, but those are the months they correspond with best. Each of those games will only be 30 cents. Whoa. If you upgrade, at, like if you transfer it and then upgrade, it'll cost you 30 cents, not a buck. And the prices will stay at 30 cents for a full month and then go back up. So the games will continue to be available, but you can only get them at the special price if you buy it in that first month. And honestly, it's an awesome deal in my in my opinion. Like I I already own like two copies of Balloon Fight, I think. But it's like for thirty cents, Meverse, and you can play it on the gamepad and whatnot. Why not? Yeah, it's cheaper than that transfer. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, I'm also like I own. I'll probably pick up. I don't think I don't know if I'll get all of them, but I've never played Super Metroid. I know, shocking. Uh, so I'm really excited to get that for my 30 cents. And Yoshi and Donkey Kong, we'll see. But F-Zero, I'll probably pick up. Punch-Out, I may. Kirby, I have in the Dream Collection, probably not. But just, like, it's a solid lineup of pretty good games, and they're only 30 cents. I can't keep stressing that. Plus, the Virtual Console emulator is really good. In fact, uh, we have already bought Balloon Fight, thanks to the deal, which went live a few days. So we've played around with the, ver- with the uh, or at least I did. You did too, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, so, I, post, I was going to send you my score, but you never sent me yours. I know, because I was busy. Outline. I never promised, just to be clear. I told you, we'll see. But yeah, I was busy making this podcast outline. But um, It is. Uh, yeah, so I guess we could give our own impressions of how the virtual console works. I mean, a quick overview. Just like the 3DS. No, better. Yeah. You can't custom assign buttons on 3DS, can you? Oh, no, I guess that's Yeah, that. here's what the Wii U one does. So, at any time, it's playing on the gamepad and TV simultaneously. So, obviously, you can play on one or the other. It's an original aspect ratio, so it's not stretched on either screen. At any time, by touching the screen, it'll launch the virtual console menu, which lets you do a whole bunch of stuff. You can do custom button layouts, including assigning multiple NES or Super NES controller buttons to, you know, like X and A on the Wii U gamepad or whatever. It lets you use the Pro Controller, the Wii U Pro Controller, the Classic Controller from the Wii or the Classic Controller Pro. It even has a spot where it lets you pick from one or two, to assign the gamepad as player one or two, which either means A, this thing has baked in two player two gamepad support, or B, you could do two player modes with one using a Wii mode as player one and one using a gamepad as player two if you or choose to. Or a controller to. pro. Or a controller pro. Pretty sure that's Pro controller, good. yeah. But either way. There's a lot of features. And then it has the Miiverse integration, which whenever you hop into the Miiverse and you're on the community, you can ask screenshot just like when you do it from Mario or Nintendo Land or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a really solid emulation. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the emulator itself is fine. But <laughs> I mean, like, the gameplay is exactly the same as you'd expect, but just the extra menu. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's a nice step up. Save states work exactly as you it's, it's how do you expect an emulator to work. I mean, when you, when everyone are used to play those. ZNES or whatever on yeah, the computers. Yeah. I mean, what made them really enticing was the fact that you could do your save state. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, a lot, that a lot of people would really bother with them because... Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's... um. I mean, and the save states lower. were... I mean, the other ones were instant, but... Yeah, and the, and the save states work exactly the same as the 3DS. So. Yeah. But it, it's, just, it's just like, it's a pleasant surprise that Nintendo went through all this effort. You, they could have done it, you know, cheaply and just not let you map buttons or not use all these different controllers, but they really thought it through. Yeah. So good for them. Um, but that's Virtual Console. It will fully launch in the spring, but they're going to roll out the games once a month till then. So we kind of have it. We kind of have a Virtual Console, but it'll get a proper launch down the road. Yeah. The other thing, the other service Nintendo discussed is the Miiverse, where uh, they have a bunch of enhancements planned. But before they got to that, uh, Iwata showed off a bunch of artwork from the Miiverse, which is a great opportunity to plug our latest random town extra that just went live a few days which ago. Which basically did the same thing, but except ours more is detail. cooler because it's us. Yeah, he just showed some quick art. But what we did is uh, the other day, like 
a few days before this episode goes live, we posted uh, what we called Art Masters of the Meverse. Ten of our favorite artists on the Meverse that deserve to be followed if you're looking for new people to follow. And we highlighted one piece of art from each of them and discussed kind of what they're, you know, what they're about, what makes their art different, what their topics are, where they're from, that sort of thing. Their whole life story. Basically their whole life story in three sentences, so. We did not get a release form. We don't need one. We're promoting them. To release their life history? Oh, well, it's all in their Meverse profile. The troubled past and their... Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the when I was talking about two of the users' drug addictions, then, yeah, that might have been a little sketchy. And the other one's alcoholism. Yeah, looking back, maybe I shouldn't have left those out. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to edit that. So by the time you guys read this article, there won't be any mentions of drug or alcohol. But trust me, they were there once upon a time. <laughs> they were not there. But no, it's, uh, it's a cool... Sorry, one of the people that actually listened to this. Yeah, no, 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 no. We would never do that. Uh, but no, it's, it's a cool little article, if I do say so myself. And we have direct screens. Like, they're not photos of a gamepad or photos of a TV. We pull them directly out of the Miiverse, thanks to your capture card, Jose. So, yeah. so yeah, if you want some nice crisp... Whoops. If you want some nice crisp images from the Miiverse... Go check out that article. Once again, it's Art Masters of the Meverse. You can find it at ramtel.com on the homepage or under the extras section. So that's what's happening with Meverse now. But like I said, I want to announce some plans for the future. So Nintendo's going to flesh out the Meverse in a number of ways. Biggest being communities. Right now, as you probably noticed if you hang out on the Meverse, there's a huge number of posts. And they come in so fast that yours gets buried pretty much instantly, right? Like, unless you're on a smaller board. Like, if you're on the Mario board, the Nintendo Land board, even, like, Netflix or YouTube, they get buried very fast. But if you're like on a smaller board, you get a little attention. Well, Nintendo's hoping to give everyone some more attention by opening multiple communities, which are individual boards. Their official term for them are communities. Like uh, multiple communities for like a single a, game. The Reddit of Miiverse. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be like sub ones, like you go Mario and there's three, or if it's going to be like Mario tips and tricks versus Mario screens. Uh, or maybe they should put, or... put yeah and meh. But let the yeah go up in the mess. No, that'd be like Facebook putting a dislike. That'll never happen. They don't want to discourage people. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they split it some way. Like if it's, I don't know, adventuring through Hyrule is one of them versus where you post screenshots. And there's another where it's like uh, help and tricks section where you ask for help. You know, they could do things like that. They didn't say how they're going to do it. They just said they're going to Yeah, because if they see one just going like just general discussion. And one's like an FAQ. Just, yeah. 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 But other improvements yeah. in addition to those uh, multi-community games. Multi-communities for... Yeah, you got one trying to say. Other ways are going to try and make posts a little more accessible. There's going to be a filter function coming out. They didn't say how exactly you could filter, but they said you're going to be able to filter posts to find stuff easier. There's also going to be um, general... Basically, Control-F, Command-F. No, not command F. It's not going to be like a search. It's going to literally be like search for posts that have screenshots. Search for posts with more than 100 likes. Search for... Or yes. Search for posts. That's how I'd imagine they do it. That's more of a filter than just a search. Yeah. Search for only drawing. Search for only text. Things like that. Search for only posts by people who own the game. Search for only posts by people who don't own the game. Which, oh, by the way, that, that might be a good community divide. Yeah, because Those who own it versus the... Are, it's try buy this game. Is this game good? Why should I get this game? Yeah, do you recommend this game? If you go to Funky Barn or any of those, like... <laughs> if you go to Call of Duty, like, like, half the posts are like... Yeah, like 90% of people don't even own some of these games. They just... Mm-hmm. They just turn the posts into the drawing exhibit, so... Yeah. So I'm guessing that's going to be one of the splits of multiple communities. And but, there literally um, are people going like, does anyone here actually have the game? Yeah. I actually want to know if it's good. Yeah. Some other some other things they're going to do, uh, they said there's usability improvements coming I, they didn't specify what that means but hopefully just like faster loading bigger buttons bigger know. buttons faster loading even more bright green I don't know uh, and lastly you could change the color of your that'd be kind of neat actually 
Maybe add like, oh, it'd be cool if you could add like a drawing to your profile. Yeah. Oh, but that'd be so hard for them to moderate. And lastly, and this is quite possible. Or just create like pre-made avatars that you could pick from. Uh... They do. Your me. Oh, like different poses for the me's. Yeah, maybe. They're going to make you keep your me. That's the whole point. But, oh, that'd be cool if you could do like a full body or like a headshot or like, I don't know. They have to be able to still show the different expressions, though. So. You're me dressed as with a Mario hat. Maybe you could buy hats. Oh, that'd be neat. That'd be neat. Like, uh, like the, like the like 3DS. Ex- I mean, yeah. it's pretty much what Yeah, like Street Pass. Yeah. Uh, the last thing they announced, and this is possibly the coolest, is user-created communities are coming. You'll be able to have your own community. And naturally, when that happens, Ram Nintendo will have one. And we encourage all of you to join our community. And we can all chit-chat about how long our podcasts are. And how much you would prefer to be playing a video game, but here you are listening to us because you're sitting in a car or somewhere where you can't play a game because you're driving, but you can listen. And that's why we're here. But no, seriously, uh, the user communities are actually launching alongside We Fit You, which... Um, so think like Mario I, Kart 7. Yeah, exactly like Mario Kart. That's a good analogy. Oh, I wanted to said that analogy, didn't he? <laughs> I was about to give you credit for that. sure you did, yeah. Yeah. So how's it going to work is just like Mario Kart 7, you, will, you can create a community and then you'll get a unique ID number. And you give that ID number to whoever, and whoever has that. For example, when we make the Random Town one, everyone will just announce it on the show. But whoever has that ID can then access that community and join in and partake. So it launches, like I said, it launches with We Fit You, the logic being... Presumably, Nintendo says it's just my hunch. The logic being, how many people are gonna go on Miiverse and be like, "Man, I gained five pounds from that cake." No one's gonna say that. But if you're like, let's say it's like a bunch of, uh, I don't know. Uh, so it's like you're training them. the the the, 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 the a bunch of people who are going to a wedding and they already look their best in their dress, like a bunch of bridesmaids. Isn't that what they use? Is it? Oh, it is. That's yeah, because right. I remember them. Yeah, yeah, like, and they were talking about BMI I, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. So much wedding cake. Well, I don't know. Like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't dress, even remember that. Dress, huh? Yeah. But yeah, like stuff like that, it makes sense to have private communities because no one's going to broadcast that. Weight's like a sensitive topic. So it's actually a really clever idea to launch this with We Fit You and to make it a core function of We Fit You. And it sells more We Fit You because people be like, oh, I'm using We Fit You to track what I'm doing. You should get it too and we can like share our stuff online privately. Yeah. So it's, it's a really smart idea. And it makes sense that's like, you know, the next step for Meverse is these private communities. Uh, another Meverse... Actually, another game, not another Miiverse. Another game that's going to use Miiverse in kind of a cool way is Pikmin 3. They announced in the Nintendo Direct that uh, the new game will have a camera mode. Or the game will have a new camera mode where you're at the level of the Pikmin. You are looking through the Pikmin's eyes. So all the things that look really tiny because you're usually in a top-down view are now these giant bulbous enemies that are charging at you with their really badly textured Is that why they're called bullboards? Yes, because they're bulbous. <laughs> but they're, they, Nintendo released a few sample pictures. Bulbasaur. Yes, sure. But Nintendo released a few sample pictures, and they look uh, they look really good. Like, so, like it, it's a cool feature. I'm excited. I know, the pictures are kind of funny. It looks like one of them. You're literally watching as the Pikmin will die. Yeah, it's like charging at the the Bulba, Bulba whatever. Yeah, because obviously there is no next picture because he's already being digested. Yep. But yeah, it's cool. I think it's really cool because, like, screenshots are obviously a popular thing on the Miiverse. I mean, I've posted a few. But to let you get kind of artsy and have some fun with it and, like, make these, like, literally, like, pretty pictures is... You know, pretty, like, almost like photos. It's a, it's a neat touch. I I think it's a really cool addition to Pikmin 3. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, on a more general level, now that we've talked about two specific Miiverse games, Awada also reconfirmed that Miiverse will be accessible via smartphones and mobile devices. It's going to be a browser-based thing at first, where you log in with your Nintendo Network ID to a website. On a laptop? Well, I imagine if you access it on a smartphone, you can access it on a computer. But he emphasized smartphones. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you could do computer. Too. You can't do everything. I mean, like it's not like you can buy. It's not like you can download some apps that are on the App Store on your MacBook. Yes, I can. Do oh. iTunes? 
I was looking at some. I was looking for some specific games. Only for. But oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like some. I thought you meant you could download to your iPhone using your MacBook. No, I meant like there's like phone specific apps. Yeah. There's computer specific. Yeah, because they're separate ecosystems. Oh yeah. But no, but this is different because it's just a website you log into. So if you can access the website, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He said there'll be a browser one, but that there might be an app one eventually. There's a browser one coming in the spring. And then eventually, well, in the future, he didn't say there might be. He pretty much said in the future at some point they'll have native apps for smartphones. Mm. I'm looking forward to that because then you can't push notifications on your phone. So that would be handy. Um, But yeah, he also mentioned, and this is something I think we've talked about before, but the Miiverse is all server side. It's all on the server and not on your Wii's end. So they could keep making these improvements whether they're announced or not. They could keep rolling out stuff whenever. And it's just like Nintendo TV. They could keep rolling it out as they see fit and it'll just update. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to do anything. But one thing you will have to download is firmware. And there are two updates coming that are addressing the big issue of um, opening and closing loading times for software on Wii. Yeah, it's so big, that's why it has to be too, huh? Probably. That's what he said. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to decrease the tent in two separate updates. Yeah, there's, so there's a spring update that'll, ha- that'll probably take off some of the time. And then there's a separate summer update that'll take off the other set of time. He also promised that it's more than just those, you know, fixing those loading issues. They're going to add new features. I imagine... Virtual console folders. launches. Yeah, I was gonna say. I need folder. folders. Virtual console launches right after the first update, supposedly. Or I mean, that's what he he didn't he said. Release folders because I bet some people are gonna. Right, that's some people. Are Especially gonna do if it. everyone's buying those thirty cent games, they're already gonna fill up two screens already by now. Yeah. So. Plus, there's demos all the time coming out. So um. Oh yeah. So those are on the way, and that, believe it or not, is only Nintendo Direct. There's still other news. Half an hour Nintendo Direct, one hour discussion. Yeah, well that's how it works with her analyzing. But yeah, that's um, that was Nintendo Direct. That was Nintendo's big blowout. But it was really... Third parties were, must have like... Nintendo, I think everyone was in cahoots to have a mini E3 in January. The time you'd least expect it. Right after the holidays, the lull is now like the second E3. Because... I know, you're, you're, you're walking, down, walking down an alley and then it gets assaulted by all these companies. Yeah, you're walking down the aisle and people just start throwing press know, like, releases like, at you. They're just like recovering from Christmas and stuff and, you're, and your money's already getting like split yeah. and budgeted. Exactly, because I mean, here's what's coming out from third parties and it's an equally impressive slate. Well, no, it's not. Who am I kidding? There's a lot of interesting games. Uh, first up is Disney is finally making their long-rumored answer to Skylanders and it's called Disney Infinity. And it's coming to every platform in existence ever. Yes, including the Apple II computer and the Atari 2600. Uh, no, but it's kind of current platforms, mobile devices, and all of Nintendo's current, just almost all of them. It'll be on Wii U, Wii, and 3DS. So much like Skylanders, the games go let you unlock stuff in-game by having these real-life toys that connect users using a base station. They'll have little RFID chips in them so they know what's going on. So think, like, on-disc content. Like it's like, it's, DL- it's DLC that you physically buy in a store. And it, you get a little figurine yeah, so, out of so, it. Yeah, it's so, figurine yeah, LC. It, it, it's on the DLC Or it's figurine C. It's, yeah, it's it's DLC IRL. Yeah. How many acronyms can I fit here? It's DLC IRL FTW if you're Disney. For the win if you're Disney. For the consumer, it's a loss because it's Wait, a lot of money. They're going to use their own stand, right? Not the... Yeah, they're using a base station. the NFC chip. What? No, they're using their own. Uh, actually, they didn't say for Wii what they're going to do. I imagine they're going to use their own base station because it's more money that way. Plus, it's hard to keep a figurine on a controller if you're using that controller. You have to keep it on the whole time. I thought you just... I think you have to keep it on. I thought it was kind of like a credit card. You just kind of like... No, I think you leave it on. Because it like sends data back and forth. At least with Skylanders, it moves the stats back and forth. Yeah, I see. I I really like how... um, 
I thought it was interesting how John Lasseter, I guess, like, justified why all these things are together. Because they're like, oh, when... Oh, they- yeah. John Lasseter being one of the heads over at Disney. He was yeah. in charge of Pixar. Now he's all of Disney animation. Yeah. Great guy. Go ahead. But um, I guess, like, when they first pitched the idea to him, he was like, no, it just doesn't work. Like, they're just two different universes. It just right. can't work. And then... I guess they're like, oh, but if you're a kid, just like Andy, like you're gonna get all these toys no matter where they're from, and just play with them. It's all like, oh, yeah. so they created like a big toy box. Exactly, they're just whatever which is what you want. one of the modes in the game. So is. it's kind of cool. Like the idea behind it is really interesting. Like you're just doing whatever you want. Basic. Well, that's half of it. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Basically. But there are other. Yeah. yeah. yeah basically, uh, how he pretty much what he said how he worded it was like, well, kids are gonna go crazy with their imagination with the figurines. So we might as well let them do it digitally too. Yeah. And Toy Box actually built on Avalanche Software as a developer, and they built Toy Box mode in Toy Story Three, which is a much more scaled down version of this rather ambitious game. So yeah, I remember um, the Toy Box mode when Toy Story Three was actually yeah, like it's like a free roaming yeah. sandboxy, do what you want. And now this is that like cranked up a hundred notches. So there's two. There's gonna be two angles to it. First is uh, the pre-made game content. Uh, every Disney yeah, it's Little Big Planet essentially. Like, kind of. Yeah, there's like some levels that already pre-made. I'm assuming being made with the game engine that people can make and then they, yeah. everyone can make their own game. Yeah, exactly. So the, the pre-made is uh, each Disney universe is going to have its own, eventually it's going to have its own Infinity pre-constructed game. Uh, in this, in these universes, yes, you can hook it. You can only unlock them by buying the right toys and putting them on the base station naturally because uh, Disney wants money. And... Uh, when you do that, and the toys only work in there. If you do the pre-constructed games, they only work in those corresponding universes. You can't take Jack Sparrow and put him in Monsters, Inc., for example, if you do the pre-constructed games. Like, you can't play... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you're getting a bunch... They're basically... Once you have Disney Infinity, you're buying individual games. When you're you buy buying individual games, game. but they all hook into the big toy box. Yeah, so it's like, oh, if I get the Jack Sparrow toy, I get a Jack Sparrow game, plus using Jack Sparrow in, in other In the stuff. main game, yeah. yeah. So, like, how the three they're launching with are... Pirates of the Caribbean, Monsters University, and The Incredibles. Pirates of the Caribbean is going to be sword and ship battles, Monster University based on... You get to go to class and watch lectures. And no, not notes. quite. No, you uh, you have a prank war with a rival school and like do various tasks around it's campus. I don't think you're going to... And they're going to go... Like, I, don't, I, I think it's more like the... I, yeah. I think it's more like the Harry Potter games than it is like Animal Crossing. In terms of like there's... Yeah, you might have to do some class work. So no crazy midterm or final. I don't think so. And the last one, The Incredibles, is actually going to be an alternate ending to the movie where you have to... Hoverboard racing? That's what I don't know. They didn't show it. They didn't show it. They just said that that the ending's going to be... They're changing the ending of the movie. It's an alternate ending in which you have to save the city. So those are the pre-constructed games they showed. And those are the three universes that they're starting with. But first then, time Disney and Pixar come out in one screen, Yeah, it's right? the first time that they're crossing the, the streams. So oh yeah, speak. speaking of crossovers... Yeah, here's another one. <laughs> this is more of a mashup than anything else because it's everything. Yeah, it's like but, a Smash Brothers, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, and then the toy box. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little, but this is literally, it is do whatever you want. You can combine, it's a totally free range experience. You can mix, mix and match any toys, create any scenarios. It even has a game builder more fleshed out than Little Big Planet, which you were alluding to. You can either create a 2D style game or a 3D style game. 2D being you'll be size scrolling. 3D behind the back. And they showed some examples at this big press conference in Hollywood where they unveiled it. And the examples were, um, for 2D, they basically recreated Donkey Kong. And then for 3D, they basically recreated uh, Mario Kart Wii's Bowser's Castle track. And you were racing through it. So it's fleshed out. Like, there's parameters and there's, like, hot plates, so to speak, where it's like, if if the character does this, it triggers that. But besides that, it's, like, totally free range. And you can keep adding to it with all these different 
all the different figurines. They're gonna have other things. I'm assuming it's gonna have a very simple user interface because it'll be oh, yeah. I feel was like aimed at more older. Say, no, older it's people uh, than they have footage of the air, they have footage of the interva- interface out there, and it's it's menu heavy, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think it's any worse than say Sim City or anything, which I was able to play just fine when I was like seven. Oh wow! So, yeah. but it's um. And, and of course, all these games, both in toy box mode and the pre-constructed, they all, all these universes, I mean, all have a unified art style, a very simplistic, like, very curved shapes. I guess they have no rough edges on the toys. All the art style, the toys match that art style. And how it will work is, um, initially, when it launches in June, Disney's going to offer 17 different character figurines and 20 of what they call power discs. That These unlock additional uh, items and objects in the toy box, as well as act as power-ups during the pre-constructed games. So, like, if you're, if you get a power disc with a Wreck-It Ralph on it, you're, you'll have Wreck-It Ralph or one of his objects from the movie pop up in the toy box. And when you play, say, Monsters University, you can make your character more powerful, give him extra strength by placing the power disc on the same base station as the toy that is opening that game. Huh. It's a gimmicky way to get more money out of kids. Because you're basically, they're like pogs that have RFID chips in them. Sounds so. kind of like the, kind of reminds me of the... That um, pre-production or in-production footage that never came to be oh, for the Rayman Legends thing, where they were putting like oh, heart, like yeah. hearts in the game, yeah, oh, yeah, hearts yeah. come out, put a rabbit in the right, game, right, 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 the leak, the trailer, right. Yeah. yeah, it's basically that, and this is really what separates it from from being a complete and total uh, Skylanders knockoff in the sense of toy sharing is that they have the power ups too. So pricing, the reason I'm bringing this up is because this thing, this is gonna be huge. Like Disney's on to something here and it's gonna be huge specifically i think on nintendo platforms which are generally more kid friendly so you can get a a uh, game a power station or a base station and your starter figurines for 75 dollars or you can get characters individually for 13 dollars or you can get three pack of characters for 30 dollars and you can get the uh power discs which come in booster packs of two randomly inserted power disc which means you will end up with duplicates it's gonna be like Pokemon cards you have to trade exactly and that's yeah, gonna so be five layers. bucks so right there if you just buy all that that's like Disney just need like $150 <laughs> it's genius and like I said I have a feeling this is gonna be absolutely huge I mean if I was younger I'd be all over this I would love this it's I just like I was kind of thinking about that. maybe I should like I kind of want to just collect the figurines and not get the game you might as well get the game I mean here's the thing they're gonna release a lot more the toy box they're showing everything from like it has the Muppets in it it has Tron in it. It has uh, Nightmare for Christmas. It has, like, pretty much all the modern Disney franchises. There's oddly no... It has Aladdin, it, Power Disc stuff. Like, there was a scene where they showed, like, current Pixar enemies riding, like, classic Disney vehicles, like Cinderella's carriage. Like, it's Oh, yeah, the, it's and Dumbo racing against Dumbo Abu. racing against Abu. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, they also said that Star Wars and Marvel aren't being... Or might be coming in the future since they own both now. Man. So it's like, this is going to be nuts. And, and Disney views it as less of a game and more of a platform and that they can keep enhancing it and keep releasing new figures. Obviously, new figures down like way down the line will require new games, and they're already planning a sequel, even though the first isn't out yet. But the fact is, it's like a core... They have the core product of these toys, and they could keep, you know, oh, revamping and enhancing. What do you think this leaves on Skylanders? I mean, there isn't that much on the shelf. I think there's room for both. Skylanders definitely, I feel like, more of a, like... It's not as universal. It's more like, I feel like it's more like 10-year-old boys or 8-year-old boys. Like, 
ten yeah, like ten year old boys. Yeah, and the, Disney's a little and more the game universal. is different too. It is different. It's a more like action adventure hack and slashy sort of thing. Well this is just like one, this is just more creative. It just pl- you just play you know, use your imagination, go wild. Especially toy box mode, there's nothing like that in Skylanders. Yeah. And that I think is the bread and butter of the game, at least for the older audience. Uh because, like I said, if I was younger, I would be I would be so into this. Like, right now, it's like, I don't need to buy all that. But it is a very cool concept. It is. Figurines are kind of cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's got, like I said, it's going to be huge on Nintendo platforms. No doubt. There's a reason they're releasing it for Wii, even though nothing really is coming out for Wii. They're releasing it on the Wii also? Wii U, Wii, and 3DS. Wow. Yeah, they're going to make a ton of money. So, that was possibly the, the highest... At least the figures are compatible with all... Three, right? I mean, yeah, figures are all compatible. The 3DS game's gonna be more of a standard game and less of a toy box. Yeah, because I forget, like, for Skylanders, um, all the figures, like, it doesn't matter whether you get that PS3, Xbox, or anything. Yeah, they're all intercompatible. That's what, I think that's partly also what Dis- Disney meant when they called it a platform. And that everything's intercompatible. Everything will work with future games. All the toys will continue to work. So they're really creating a whole new ecosystem. I mean, ecosystem. you can get the data from, but if you're already using one on one console, can you put that toy on another console and keep the same data? Yeah, you can Skylanders. I don't actually know if Disney's going to let you re-download stats. I don't think it works like Skylanders. Like, with Skylanders, your toy, like, levels up. And you take it to a friend's house. You level up there. You come back. You have the leveling. Mm-hmm. I think this is just literally opening things in the game. or It's literally, like, dropping something into the world. Like, you put a toy down, and boom, there's that character in the world now. And you take the toy off, and there goes the character. Oh. But, yeah, it will work across all systems. It won't be locked in. That would go against what they want. I mean, they're even doing, like, an iPhone app and stuff. It's going to be gonna be insane. But, so that's by far, and Disney had, like, this huge press event for it in uh, Hollywood. So that's by far the highest profile third-party announcement that happened over the last two weeks. Yeah. But there I were mean, some it may not be for everyone, but it's still a big deal. It's still a big deal, exactly. And there's some, um, so yeah, there's some smaller, more specific audience, more us, more gamers, uh, games coming out. And since we're on topic of crazy mashups with Disney Infinity, good segue to Project X Zone, which you mentioned earlier. And it is now confirmed for the United States and Europe. It'll be hitting sometime in 2013. And as a refresher, this is the 3DS uh, collaboration between Namco, Bandai, Capcom, and Sega. Which, in and of itself, that's a huge deal. Like, all three of them. Namco, Capcom, and Sega. I mean, that's a crazy combination, and the game itself just looks crazy. Like, I don't even know what's going on. Well, how the game works is, essentially, uh, it's a tactical RPG. There's going to be over 200 characters... Representing 29 franchises, including the likes of uh, Resident Evil and Street Fighter and Tales and Tekken. And all of them have to work... Tales? Yeah, Tales of... Uh, oh, you meant Tales of Character. No, sorry, Tales of... Oh, yeah. Tales of Blank. And, so far, uh, I've only seen like, two characters from that franchise. Yeah, I think it's Tales of Ves- Vesperia. Yeah, is the one the, they're focusing the on. The Xbox one, even though it's a 3DS game. Yeah. So why not put The Abyss or Symphonia, which was... Because, I guess that... I don't know. Well, well, I mean, it, I, I, I'm assuming since it was released in Japan first, it was that game probably did the best over there. No, know? Xbox doesn't do well over there. No, that game. I mean, uh, I doubt it was that. Probably, it's probably really well received. I don't know. Possibly. I, don't I mean, know why pick it. those characters? I, mean, I don't know. That's a good question. But anyway, they all have to... Ula La and even, like, random people. Yeah, it's super... Like, there's literally 200. And they all have to work together because they're... No, Sonic, though, which is good. Yeah. Here, here's something kind of funny though. It's like it's kind of meta because they all have to work together to stop their universes from colliding, and there's a mysterious force doing it. So they're all fighting to stop this mysterious force from merging their worlds together. Like every other big crossover. Yeah, pretty much. So but, Marvel, um, is Marvel's kind of oh, that's true. That's the story. It? That's the story. Yeah, very creative on everyone's part. So the structure. Well, I mean, what can they really I know, do? I know the structure <laughs> of the game is where it gets a bit more interesting. So, like I said, it's a tactical RPG. Uh, it's you know it's similar to other tactical RPGs. You have a grid based layout. 
to you know move your units or whatever, and then yeah, you kind fight. of like Fire Emblem when yeah. you're moving around. It's like Fire Emblem, it's like Advanced Swords, it's like any of those. Um, but then where it gets a bit more interesting is how you can pair up characters. So each unit, there's two types of unit. There's a two character team and there's individual characters. So the two character teams, these teams are unified by franchise. So for example, you have Chris and Joe from Resident Evil, or Mega Man and Zero from Mega Man, and that is a single unit of two. Frank and Hasenko. Sure. No, I'm no, not... wait, no. Yeah, that's a that's, a, getting, that's, a, getting... that's a team. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so I guess they're not only un- franchise. Even though they also have. Um... Are you sure it's a team though? Because it might be individual that they. No, pair. no, no. It's it's it, it's they're always paired off. And oh, interesting. I mean, just so like they have Chun Li and Morgan, even though they could have had Morgan and Hasenko. Right, right. But they also have Dante and that other guy from Doc Sloppers. Okay, then let me rephrase because I guess. But I'm it makes just... sense because Hasenko's a zombie. Frank was tons of zombies. Right. All right. Let me uh, rephrase. I guess I misinterpreted what I saw. They're paired in teams of two. There are teams of the two. The teams, the teams that they just seem to make sense. I guess. Yeah. And now on top I mean, of Ken and, like Ken and Rio have to be together. Right. Jill and Chris. Blah blah blah. Mega Man and Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's also individual characters that you can hook in to these teams, so to speak. So yeah. you have a group of three. So like Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins, or Ula La, or Ula La, or and then they would join the team of two. So you know, you put them on the grid together next to each other, they'll join. You could also put together two teams and then an individual. So really you could have up to five people fighting the other baddies like, at the same like the time. Action, it just looks like a two D version of Marvel's Capcom. And that's where it's it gets like crazy. That's where it gets crazy because once you're in the battle, it's kind of paper Mario ish in that you can do button presses during the battle to affect how it oh. plays out. So there's all that happening and they have to do all these button presses for all these different characters that are all fighting each other all at once. So yeah. it's just like chaos. It looks fun, but it's it, chaos. It, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be difficult in some way, but the trailers make it look way too easy. But, it looks like the like the enemies just get destroyed. Well, cause, yeah. There's like absolutely nothing you can do. You look too powerful. I mean, yeah. the trailer, I mean, the, the trailers are previous just make the game look easy. Like you're just, it's just a combo Barrage, yeah, around. yeah, but either way, it's a cool concept. I'm sorry for the villains. I almost, I almost like, I don't care if it's hard either. It's just a cool concept in my mind. And Namco Bandai, uh, they've they're they keep they're the ones doing the U.S. release of the three companies. I guess they're the ones that are publishing it worldwide. <laughs> well, and, uh, not it, not it. No, I think Bandai Namco Bandai initiated Darn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we have to invest in marketing now. What? Got to translate it. But actually, they're not fully. That's what I was about to say. They are doing English subtitles, but original Japanese uh, voice tracks. They chose to do it that way, and they're not cutting any content either. They're just going to literally subtitle the whole thing and bring it over. So that's kind of nice. Um, also, just like Tatsunoko, because everything was still in Japanese. Yeah, I think part of the reason they're doing that is because there's a lot of Japanese-only characters, or Japan-only characters from Japan-only games. Of, yeah, and there's a lot of they, Yeah. It makes I, sense. I mean, that's a lot to train. I know. Like. I mean, if there's 200 characters to get voice actors for all of them, is insane. So it makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. on top of that, there's... um. You know, all the characters have all these different personalities, and they have to match up with their respective games, which means the same voice actors, which is just such a hassle. I so, mean, even if they get all the English voice actors that already represent these, like... Yeah, it would take forever to compile that list of people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just good that the game's coming out over here, because clearly the 3DS does not have enough RPGs and needs more. So, well, no, uh, like we'll the, RPGs. Like, the 3DS and the, and the Wii are, like, shaping to be, like, the next, like, the, the RPG, next RPG system. Like, yep. like, the PSP was a big one, I remember. Yeah. But it, so there's that for 3DS. That's pretty big news. And equally big and uh, rumored for a while, but now confirmed, is Capcom is bringing Resident Evil Revelations into the world of HD. They have announced a Wii U version of the game, along with PS3, 360, and PC, that will feature enhanced videos and audio, enhanced visuals and audios, audios, audio, as well as all sorts of new gameplay stuff. It's going to have um, new content in the form of a new enemy. There's going to be additions new to... New enemies. New enemy. A single... Two. 
Oh, two? two? I thought it was one. Oh, no, I definitely thought two in that trailer. Oh, okay. New enemies is going to have uh, the co-op raid mode, which is online, is going to have new uh, weapons, new custom parts, a new playable character, and on top of all that, the game's Cause also... Because they, they definitely need more. They don't. I'm, I'm kidding. Like, the raid yeah. mode has a ton of... Well, they added one more. Bombs. They added one of the guys with the... Hulk, I think is his name, or Husk, or something like that. You mean the the one that looks like the the guy from the cover of yes. um, Zero Escape? Yes, that guy. He's not playable. Oh. And um, on top of all that, it's also going to hook into ResidentEvil.net, which is a service that launches Resident Evil 6, allowing you to unlock in-game content by completing goals on the yeah. website. It's basically Halo have, Waypoint that, that for Resident really, Evil. I haven't really noticed that taking effect yet. I don't it's know if it's going through with Resident, Resident Evil. Si- oh, Resident Evil 6. Yeah, that's what I meant. Which is so far really, really cool. I don't know what I'm complaining about. But either way, uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, it's going to become like a platform for Resident Evil, like, fan stuff. No, no, Evil.net, so, Resident Evil.net. So, uh, this will hook in, and if you pre-order the game on there now, you get, like, exclusive figurines or something in the game, which is, like, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So all of that is going to be available for forty nine ninety nine when the game launches on May 21st. It'll be a retail game at first, and then hit the eShop at some later date. Yep. Damn, I picked a really good time to pick to start playing the Resident Evil games. Every single one has been really good so far that I played. I got a double dip with uh, Re- Revelations. Uh, that's the thing I want to though. Like, I so want, do it I if want, you want to, but I played Resident Evil Revelations so many times. Like, I played the campaign maybe I don't know three, four times mm-hmm. that I almost know the game like by heart. Right. So even with the new changes, it might not be. Now, enough. do you think a cheaper price would sway? Sway because fifty dollars for what's essentially an upgrade. It's fifty. It's for an. I just said that for nine ninety. Oh, uh, fifty dollars for an upresed port of a three DS game. I feel like if it was forty, it'd be. A I mean, more. I guess it's not really no different than the whole Wind Waker thing. That's true, but, but this game's only a year old. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's thing. It's much though. shorter. Yeah, because yeah, the game is pretty short. It's like the perfect. That's what it, that's why I see in my mind. It's like the perfect handheld game. So it's kind like, of odd that. So so that's why it's, it's like I don't want to kind of take that away from it because what I. I think what made me like it so much is like, wow, it's all this in a handle that just right. works so well, the flow right, and the right. pacing. And, I mean, it's cool, though, but I mean, I, but then again, it's also like, oh, I mean, it's nice that everyone's finally, I really want everyone else to play it, though, because, I mean, people have been complaining about Resident Evil 6, even though I, I really like it so far, and yeah. Resident Evil 5, which I also really like. Yeah. But now they're getting a proper Resident Evil on a console. Right. And it's funny that Nintendo so far has only gotten the good one. They went Resident Evil 4. Yeah, how Revelations. That? Yeah. It's like Nintendo's all like, yeah, we don't yeah, want Nintendo's like, we'll pass. <laughs> we can keep that one. Oh, yeah, we'll take Revelations. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, um, the, you know what strikes me as kind of funny about this whole thing is literally in our last episode, we we're talking about how Capcom promised no late ports to the Wii U. Like, they're not going to release old three, uh, PS3 and 360 games. So what are they doing instead? They release upscaled ports of handheld games simultaneously across all platforms. Like, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just really funny that right after you're like, we're not releasing ports on the Wii U, they announced... Oh, yeah, yeah. Port of a 3DS yeah, I remember game. what you said, uh, what they said, like, oh, we're going to look forward, we're not trying to... Yeah, they're looking, backwards. and then literally two weeks later. I mean, it's just coincidence, and this is not a late yeah. port, in a sense, <laughs> I, it's I, on I guess all what of they meant, like, as of that moment, I mean, obviously, no, they were they working meant, on that game Well, what they meant was not, like, a Dead Rising 2 wouldn't show up on Wii U, for example, or, or Lost Planet 3 or something like that. They meant anything going forward, they'll bring to Wii U, and this is going forward. This is new. It is new. And it is it's going just to funny Wii U. A, and it's just kind of funny that's still a port. Yeah. Just just cautious wording on their part, I'm sure. Technically speaking, though, I feel like because of the nature of it originally being a 3DS game, the yeah. best version will probably be on the Wii U because you still have the dual screens to work yep. with. Yeah, you can still Everyone do it else is going to have to have some sort of pop-up screen because, 
No, no, it was just handy having like all your guns and everything. Like, I agree. If you touch yeah. it away, Definitely. if you didn't have the circle pad pro, because then your fingers about to reach that's away. That's something across. nice. Actually, is the aiming is getting much oh, easier because you got dual sticks. That's right. Everyone will now have a circle pad pro. Yeah. Even though the gyro was perfectly fine, I never needed a circle pad right. pro. Right. Yeah, me neither. Actually, now's a good time for another plug. If you're curious about the original Resident Evil Revelations, dear listeners out there, and have not, I sound like I sound like a communist leader, like dear listeners, <laughs> and like the dear leader of North Korea or something. Anyway. If you're if you're curious about the game and haven't had a chance to play on 3DS and want to know what the game the core game which isn't changing is like on um, Wii U, I recommend checking out episode seven of the podcast Evil Moves In from a year ago where we talk about just that. Give our impressions of the original game around the time it came out. Yep. So there's that. Uh, that's not all the game announcements though. On the eShop, we got two new indie games on the way. One of which is called uh, Super Ubi Land, and has nothing to do with Ubisoft. What? It's a uh, it's a indie game from a developer called uh, Notion Games, and they're working with might. Wow, I cannot read. I was gonna say Maestro. I think it's Maestro. Maestro <laughs> Interactive Games to bring this two D platformer to the Wii U, and its whole thing is it's inspired by Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario World. It's what they call a love. Lo- and this is a quote: a love letter to fans who wish to continue to play two D. Based platformer similar to the ones we all love to play during the NES and Super NES era. In other words, it's going to be a solid 2D platformer with some nice HD graphics. Huh. So that's coming to Wii U. It's supposedly pretty good, the original. I've actually I've never played it, but I've heard good things. Never so, heard of it either, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's at least that's the word on the street. I'll take sh- their word for it coming from you. That's the word <laughs> on the street, and by street I mean the tubes of the internet. That's the word on the tubes. I'm going to start saying that. That's the word on the tubes of the internet. And I will get punched in the face if I do. Uh, the second tidbit is that the Wii U eShop, or the second, not tidbit, the second indie game, is another uh, one from a developer I've never heard of, which is Fuzzy Wuzzy Games. Best name ever. Hmm. And the game is called Armillo. It was originally going to be on Xbox Live Arcade, but uh, they're now shifting development over to the uh, Wii U. And it's basically... The game actually looks kind of cool. It looks a little rough in the video. They announced it through uh, Nintendo Life, the site. And the video they posted looks a little rough, but you can see that video once again if you go to our uh, blog post first episode and scroll down to news, it'll be there. But it definitely has potential. It's kind of like... The game definitely has potential. I mean, not the blog post. That potential <laughs> is maxed out. We are like... We're gold. Uh, but no, the, the game has potential. It's kind of like a mix of... Um, Nintendo Life described it as a mix of Mario Galaxy and Marvel Madness, which I kind of see. It's You have these obstacle courses. You're in a sphere, much like with uh, the Galaxy games. You're running around a sphere. But you're going you're going through these like pre kind of preset obstacle courses as this like ball that you control, an armadillo rolled up. You have obstacles, you have enemies, you have hazards, whatnot. And... Uh, it, it really, I guess the best way to describe it is if you take Mario Galaxy 2's, like, rolling on the ball is Mario. You know what I'm talking about? The levels yeah. where you're rolling on the ball, you have to go through the planet, and you make it top-down. That's what this is. No. Oh. So assuming it lives up to the quality of what's inspired by it, it could actually be a really cool game. Has no date. Might be a while, though, because they're actually converting it to the Unity engine, which is a graphics engine, or a game engine that comes free with uh, every... Uh, I just totally lost my train of thought, sorry. It comes free with every Wii U dev kit, so indie devs And it's instantly, free to download. Yeah, so every oh. uh, Nintendo did a special deal with them to make sure it works on Wii U, so every indie dev automatically can get this free engine and use it to build their game. So they're actually transferring Armillo from whatever they're building in on Xbox Live Arcade to, Uni- to Unity, so it could be a while before it comes out. But, you know, we'll keep you posted. It seems like it could be a hidden gem of sorts. 
So those are both on the eShop. The last game announcement that was made over the past two weeks, because there are so many. I'm not even kidding. We've literally talked about like 20 games. <laughs> it's crazy. The last one uh, is Pandora's Tower. Operation Rainfall was a full success after many years of waiting. Uh, if you recall, Operation Rainfall was the trifecta of Xenoblade, The Last Story, and Pandora's Tower. And after Xenoblade did pretty well, and The Last Story did like became Exceed Games' best-selling game ever, they went ahead and started the localization of Pandora's Tower. So Exceed, Makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, much, More money. Exactly. So much like The Last Story, uh, the game Pandora's Tower was originally published in Japan by Nintendo and developed by an, out- and developed by an outside party. Last Story, it was uh, Mistwalker, I believe. Yeah. Uh, this game was by... Watch me struggle at pronouncing this one. <laughs> oh, it's not even that hard to pronounce. Gambarian. And the game... <laughs> and Everyone knows Gambarian. And, and, and watch this dumb... Like, horribly mispronounced. Yeah, it's gonna be like, Gambrion or something. And I'm like, Gambarian. But anyway, the game is an action RPG. It, it's described as a fairly violent, dark take on uh, the, the typical damsel and distress plotline. You take on the role of an ex-mercenary... You have to go save a girl who's under a curse. Something about a tattoo? Yeah, you know that? Uh, you've seen the Japanese box art, yeah, right? No, I saw the trailer, I remember. Oh, that. right. Yeah, the back. She has this mark on her back, which is like almost like a mark of the beast sort of thing. Yeah. She turns into like a crazy beast, and she's cursed, and she becomes this beast. Something she... like Shrek. She's like stuck in a tower. She, she's like a very through. violent Shrek. This movie, or this <laughs> this game is a very... Yeah, this game... That's what I mean. This game is a... I mean, and you are Kratos. This game is a very violent Shrek. <laughs> you are Kratos saving Fiona. <laughs> That's what it is. But no, it's a, it has action RPG elements, so you're leveling up, doing that sort of thing. And uh, the the main job is you're going through 13 different towers, fighting through enemies, and getting to the top. Because she's, she's in the wrong tower. And you get to the I, top, I guess, like, oh, the princess, it's, the princess is in the other tower. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think... Oh, you. I, I don't know why. Because at the top of each tower is a monster. That monster, you need to collect the flesh of each monster. This is the plot. And when you collect the flesh of all these, I think there's 12 monsters, and you go to the 13th tower, which is where you go save her, and the flesh is what breaks the curse. Huh. That's not a spoiler. That's literally what they put in the press release. It's like a big sandwich or something that she eats. Why would she eat the flesh of... Oh, I guess that's no different than a hamburger. Well, I don't know. Maybe you have to... I don't know. Play the game, and maybe she does. Who knows? But um, Exceed has only said that it's coming out in spring, but GameStop and Amazon both say March 26th. Which is soon. But not soon enough. Because here's the problem. Pandora's Tower could have had really good sales if they took advantage of this drought that we're currently in. I mean, it's nice that the game's out soon. Don't get me wrong. But it could have been out in February, I imagine. And if it was, it could have helped fill a void that Nintendo created when they delayed all their Wii U games. As a Wii U owner, Wii U owners might have double, you know, gone back to Wii games and played Pandora's Tower. It's an action game. It's kind of like All War. It's kind of like Shrek. Minus <laughs> <laughs> like the comedy. Uh, yeah. Plus, Plus the, the drama. No comedy. No Ed Murphy, Eddie Murphy. No Mike Myers. Yes, flesh. Lots of flesh eating, according to you. Um, yeah, but I mean, they could have filled this void that Nintendo created. And speaking of that void, that brings us to... The Void. That's the that is the official name of the Q1 lineup, which is from January from now until March 31st of the Wii U and 3DS. It's for the Wii U. It's the Void. For the 3DS, it's that's a lot of games. So uh, I guess let's break it down. We'll start with Wii U since that's the big one. And uh, as we kind of alluded to this episode, as you probably know by now, Pikmin 3, The Wonderful 101, Game and Wario, and Wii Fit U have all been delayed outside the promised launch window. Yeah, that means there are zero. Wii U first-party games from now until March. 
and that will that's contrary to you know Nintendo's earlier promises. That's gonna be star-studded lineup. It's gonna be like fifty million games, and by fifty million, I think I need about forty-two. So much for but, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. During that Nintendo Direct that we spent the first hour of this podcast discussing, um, I want to actually apologize for those delays. He was saying that you Did know. Did I his apology? I get sure. Because here's his here is his reasoning, and this is why he did look sad. He, he yeah, looked like he, he felt really bad. He probably he slept, well, he probably he lost, lost a lot of his sleep. He probably did. He probably got a gray hair or two over it. Oh. Uh, but basically, his, his argument was either the games are out when we promise, or the quality is much better later. And they'd rather go the quality route, yeah, which goes back to that Miyamoto quote. quote to heart, yeah. yeah, the one we always reference that we can never word just right, where it's like a, good, know, a, a bad game is bad forever, a delayed game is eventually good. Yeah. So, I mean, we already saw it. We talked about how like one hundred one, one for one hundred one looks way more. Way more depth now. Pikmin 3. And other projects, I'm sure. But uh, Wonderful Wall 1, you know, looks way more in-depth, like I was starting to say. Uh, Pikmin 3 has the new camera mode. We fit you as the closed Miiverse communities. They're adding stuff. They're making the delays a bit more justifiable. But still, uh, it's got to be a while until we get first-party games. Yeah, I mean, when we get there, I mean... Time can only move forward, so yes, indeed. We're, we're gonna get to that point, and we're gonna we're gonna reach that point. Like, and there is too still games, there is know. still yeah, exactly. And there is still some stuff coming out. I mean, I mean, we thought Rayman. Yeah, we'll get to all those in, in a sec. But first, um, real quick, I did promise that once they start releasing Panorama? games, yeah, what happened to that? They didn't talk about it or Google Street View. Huh, you think they mentioned I'm thinking that. because they're not major games, they didn't mention them because they only talk about actual like game games. That's true. These were already announced for this quarter. But who knows? Um, but what was I gonna say? Yeah, he did promise that once they start releasing games, first part games in March, they're gonna keep releasing. It's gonna be a steady stream through spring, through summer, onward. So the game that's kicking off that stream is now uh, confirmed to be Legacy Undercover, which is staying in the launch window barely. <laughs> it comes out on March 18th, and uh, I don't know. Honestly, I expected this game by now. They were advertising it in early December. Like I honestly thought it was a shoe in the January release. Movie. Yeah, they had commercials and. A pre-order campaign. But hey, it's making the launch window. And like I was saying about Wonderful 101 and Pikmin, it seems like they might have used the extra time to flush it out. So in a, in some interview, I think it was with uh, Nintendo's official British magazine, the, one of the developers was saying that it will literally take 10 minutes to drive in a loop around the LEGO City's city. Wow. 10 full minutes. 10 human real-life minutes in virtual LEGO City. Not bad. Yeah. So... I don't know, honestly, like, this is, like, so, the I mean, only that, that game I've ever considered getting. Same, same, because it's, yeah. it's like Lego GTA. Yeah, because it looks As really... much as I love this story, as much as Nintendo hates me to say it, it's, sorry, Nintendo, it's Lego GTA. They, literally, I once said that to a rep. I think I've told this story a few times on podcasts. I once said to a rep, and I go, ooh, we, we don't call it that. I'm like, okay, that's mm-hmm. it. Fine, we'll call it Lego Saints Rose. <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> I'm sure they'd rather be compared to that. Oh, yeah, sure, with all its uh, very questionable content for younger audiences. Um... But yeah, so I guess the that extra content does justify it a bit. It's delay. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it, it, it they did release a new trailer a few days ago that looked pretty good, too. All things considered. So, yeah. uh, But uh, but that's that's all we're getting during the, this quarter. So from now to March, just Lego City from Nintendo. Third-party-wise, it's a bit more. As you already know, and as you already said, Rayman Legends is coming out. We'll see that on February 26th. We're going to see Amazing Spider-Man sometime in March. Because and that's not really late. No, not at all. It's not a year late, almost. Not nine months late. Not not one bit. But one game that is on time, and we talked about last episode, is The Walking Dead uh, Survival Instinct. Which is going to be on... Because that's the one we well, all hey, want. Point being, I'm just listing <laughs> so all... Stop being passive-aggressive. You need to stop. It's, that's uh, March 26th. 
And we're also going to be seeing, supposedly, Aliens Colonial Marines is still coming out at some point before the end of March. For because, week. wait, actually, it's, it's, that it's, one. Yeah, and it's out on other systems as of a couple weeks ago, so I'm not quite sure. I'm just going to get my hopes up the whole for list. that date. Wait, is and, it out or is it about be... to come out? Either way, it's... It's, it should be about I think, to come I think out. I think it got, went gold, so they're done making it, and now they're just waiting to release it. Either way, the Wii U one doesn't have a date, but hopefully soon. Um, so that's what we already knew. That's three games, four games. What we know now is Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate hits March 19th. Do we already know that? For, no. I don't know, Well, whether we knew that or not, we now know for sure that it's getting a free demo on the eShop on February 21st. Well, that's... Soon. Well, that's, that's soon. Sooner than the game, three, by a month. Like three Thursdays from now? Yeah. Uh, March 19th... Okay, this is where it gets crazy. So March 19th is Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter 3. Keep in mind, that's a day after March 18th, which is, which is uh, Legacy Undercover. March 19th is also the day we're going to be seeing a few other games. Not necessarily exciting games, but D3 Publishers licensed movie title, The Croods. Prehistoric Party, based on the what should be the hit, hit DreamWorks movie of the same name. Uh, that comes out March 19th. And the Wii U edition of Need for Speed comes out March 19th. So, so just to recap real quick. I just want to point something out. Over the next six weeks, we're getting, I don't know how many games for Wii U. But they're all coming out within, like, a week of, or, like, two weeks of each other. In fact, three of them, three significant ones, Monster Hunter, Lego City, and I'd argue Need for Speed, are all coming out within a 24-hour window. Well, if developers, I understand why. I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'd say all those games are pretty, I can't see anyone really getting all those games. Well, here's the thing, yeah, that's true, but here's the thing. Um, I mean, the reason, I think the reason they're doing it is that's the end of the financial quarter for many of these companies. March... Uh, 31st is in not just of the financial quarter but of the whole fiscal year. So that's when they like say, here's how we did in the last year. We promised to get this out this fiscal year so here's our little, like we have two weeks left, we have one week left. But still, if they spaced them out, they, we're working with six plus weeks with the exception of Rayman. They're all so close together that they spaced them out a little. If, it, a little. if, if EA did Need for Speed start February, if Monster Hunter was start of March even, like they just gave them some breathing room, I bet you they wouldn't have to compete with each other quite as much for money. Because someone may go, I want a new Wii U game. Should I get Lego City? Should I get Monster Hunter? Or should I get Need for Speed? I want like a deep, meaty game. If it came out, if Need for Speed or Monster Hunter came out in February, and then Lego City was in March, they might buy both, because they'd have money for both, possibly. But if they come out at the same time, it's a lot more to go, I'm going to spend $120, $180 right now. Or I'm going to spend <laughs> $60 in the start of February, $60 in the end of February, and $60 in the end of March. Like, you can budget that better. It's yeah. just like they're all fighting for each other's money... For the same, know. they're all fighting for the same cash grab when they could have spaced it out, and it would have been so much simpler. Uh, well, I guess in the end of the day, they're just giving people more choices. I, I mean, guess it's just it's just I mean, it's I mean, just every, timing. It's more fun. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they like coordinate. I mean, with I mean each this other. is when the games make the most money, right? If you're, if they're not in like an evergreen game or whatever they call them in March, not necessarily. No, 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 no. I mean, like when the game comes, oh, when out, it comes out, yeah, that's when they make the most. Yeah, the money. first couple of weeks are the key weeks. Yeah, because I mean, like everyone that gets a Wii U, like let's say, like this holiday season yeah. I mean they're gonna have like a ton of games to pick from yeah it's just but it's by just, that time a lot exactly. of those games aren't really making the money anymore they're exactly. just like cycles, if, exactly so if they space these unless out better, unless you're New Super Mario but yeah if they space these fine. out better we wouldn't be having this issue although it's interesting because uh, Lego City obviously there's been a lot of coverage of Monster Hunter 3 there's been Ultimate there's been a lot of coverage of and those are both pretty high profile titles one title that I swear, Need for Speed Most Wanted has had the weirdest development history so the game has been hinted at and rumored and discussed for a while but only now has EA actually properly announced it and talked about what makes the Wii U version so special. So since we were already talking about Need for Speed, I guess now's a pretty good time to talk about Need for Speed. Um, 
the biggest change in the Wii U edition is going to be an entire new co-op mode, which they're calling Co-Driver. It's kind of cool, but it's kind of gimmicky. It reminds me a lot of Mario. We talked, we mentioned it earlier. Mario Galaxy's, um, Mario Galaxy's helper mode, where you can shoot the star bits with the second oh, controller. Yeah. So how it works is one player is driving normally using a Wii mode or a Pro controller, and then the second player is on the gamepad, and they have a view of a real-time map. And with this map, they can distract cops, they can control traffic flow, they can activate enhanced car performance, all in a quest to help you escape the cops and you know progress through the game they also can control time of day which ea says <laughs> helps you progress helps you escape the cops but i don't see how time of day no no i, I can see that like you're driving and then the player driving and it's dawn. Only... oh dinner time <laughs> <laughs> and, they all, and they all leave or the donuts sun rises time. and like donuts yeah like <laughs> donuts. but um it's so, <laughs> or, or you turn it to night and they instantly fall asleep and yeah. just crash it's just, into each it's other but it's so funny that like in the press release it wasn't even the last one they mentioned because i was like you know doing my research for today's episode and it was like it was like get, players can help the other you know the co-driver can help the other player by uh, distracting cops, move, changing traffic flow, and changing the time of day. And I'm like, nope, that last one does not help in any way. <laughs> it, may, it might make it look cool if all of a sudden it's night and all the lights are on, but but either way, um, when playing solo, the gamepad's going to be used um, for a little more normal purposes. You have a map. You have on the car, on the car, on the fly car switching. You'll have uh, milestone tracking. You can do on the fly changes to your you know modifications and changes, that sort of thing. Or you could just do off TV play. Hmm. So the whole game is going to cost uh, sixty bucks, which is the price it was released at on the other systems. But it will come with the DLC they recently released called the Ultimate Speed Pack, and that includes a couple super fancy, super fast cars. It's being developed by Criterion, who did the actual game. It's not being outsourced or farmed out to some random developer. Ooh, good news. And Criterion does like Nintendo. I've heard like <laughs> they've talked about it before, so they're like you know they're, they're going to put in an effort. And more to the point. You may know them best as the Burnout developers. The Burnout driving series. Burnout's a good card game. Burnout's a, drive, a really good card game. I have Burnout 2 on GameCube and love it. So I'm actually kind of interested in this one. You should get it. I think I might. Yeah. Commit to it. I'll get it. Yes. And I mean, it has everything that the first <laughs> game has. It, 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 You know, that's just the Wii U stuff I mentioned. But it has, obviously, the same HD graphics. It has... It's not like it's scaled down or anything. It has... Um, the, the uh, Autolog 2 system, which is, like, this crazy online notification system where, like, if you do a race or something, you'll post your time and, like, send it out to your other people and your friends list, and, like, they can compete with your ghost, and then it goes back and forth. So it's, like, staggered multiplayer, almost. Yeah. It has, you know, online play. It has all of that. So it is a full package. I just wish it was a little cheaper than 60 because you can get the PS3 or 360 versions on sale, and if you add in the DLC, it's still cheaper than the Wii U one. Really? I think so. I think it comes to, like, 50 Five or fifty instead of sixty, oh. but you know, well, you get what you at get. least we're getting it in some way, shape, or form. So that's Need for Speed. Um, that's also third-party Wii U games coming out between now and March. Retail Wii U games. There's also eShop games, which are going to help with the drought of sorts and are hopefully a bit more spaced out. But the weird thing is, Nintendo didn't actually release any dates. They just said, "Hey guys, here's what's coming out between now and March." So we got, as we know. Zen Pinball 2, Toki Tori 2, Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Action, the bit trip game, and Puddle, which right. is like a kind of a fluidity type of game. Yeah, We've it, talked it, about it before. Yeah, the trailer makes it look kind of cool. It does, actually. And oh, those different, different art styles is really neat. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like one of them you're like inside cells. It looks like they threw, it looks like, yeah, it's like they 
did a bunch of different environments, and then on top of that, they also did a bunch of different Photoshop effects. <laughs> so it's like one of them looks like a sketchbook, and one of them looks like like ultra fluorescent. Either way, uh, that's all so coming they, out. See, I'm, I'm considering getting that one more than I was on Fluidity Spin Cycle. I don't like how Fluidity they made it so cartoony and like added a story. The Wii one was just simple. You just are guiding water. This one's like it was... Eddie, the water droplets, puddle friends are scattered. You have to go sit or fairies or something. Are what scattered. happened to your inner child, Jason? It's just like they didn't need it. He grew up. Did it? No. I mean, I was excited about the Disney thing. It's just they didn't need it. That's all. No, that was nostalgia. Well, the and, Disney thing? It's all potential. modern Disney. Nostalgia. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, High school nostalgia. I don't know. But... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas is modern. And... No, but Pirates is. All the Pixar stuff somewhat is. Somewhat. Most of the Pixar stuff they showed was more recent than old. Yeah. Oh, I guess The Incredibles is old. But anyway, back Lots to... Lots of Ink is pretty old. Fine. Fair that, that was when Harry Potter 1 came out. Yeah, but Monsters University is brand new and comes out in two months in June, right. and that's what it's based on. <laughs> well, well, fine. I guess that's um, that's not even nostalgia. That's just that's just upcoming cross marketing synergy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to oh, like All Stars and using new Dante before new Dante's game came out. Exactly. Oh, you mean PlayStation Battle? Yeah, 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 Battle, yeah. Or that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that going back to the Wii though. In addition to the eShop games, in addition to the retail games, we're also going to be seeing DLC for existing games. Uh. Assassin's Creed 3, Just Dance 4, and Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth now support DLC on the eShop, and I imagine more will. So, even if there are no new games, you could at least go play new stuff in old games. <laughs> Isn't that but, the whole point of DLC? I mean, yeah. Oh, there is one. I actually forgot one thing. There is one new eShop game coming that oh. isn't mentioned and is that I didn't mention and is dated, and that is Fist of the North Star, Ken Ra- Ken's Rage 2. I don't know why, but the first time I heard that name, I thought it was talking about... Ken Street Fighter. No. Because but that's because like, you're Ken, obsessed with Street Fighter. Fist of the North Star. That's because you're obsessed. Fist of the North Star is an anime, which is what the game's based on. It's from Tecmo Koei. Ken's really dumb. It's a Dynasty Warriors type of game, but it's with, Fist of, with the Fist of the North Star license. And it's actually going to be on uh, PS3 and 360 as re- a retail game, like you buy a disc. But for uh, Nintendo, or for the Wii U, it's only going to be on the eShop. And yes, oh. it does feature off-TV play, if anyone needed to know that. Uh, I'm guessing they probably aren't doing a retail release simply because look, small install base is a niche title to begin with. So why deal with paying for distribution and packaging when you can very easily put it on the eShop and just make more profit by not having to worry about sending it anywhere? No. Well, they probably aren't expecting much out of it in terms of sales. Isn't that so. what they did with that one Princess game? Princess Code? Yeah. From, Natsu- from Natsumi or however you say their name? Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's exactly what they did. Because it's easier. If you know your title's going to sell only a limited quantity, but you still want to give it to people some way, or sell it to people, I should say, just do it on the eShop. I know, as much as I would be sad if I didn't get a hard copy of Ace Attorney 2. I think I said that last time. I mean, Ace least, Attorney least, Investigations 2? Yeah, Investigations I, I, At least we yeah. it digitally. Yeah. I'd be sad, but whatever. Yeah. My God, those collector's editions in Japan. So jealous. Yeah, well, the, the series is much bigger in Japan. I know. But anyway, uh, speaking of handheld games, thank you for this transition. So that's what the Wii U has. That's the uh, the void of Wii U releases. 3DS, on the other hand, has a pretty good amount of stuff coming out. So we already know Fire Emblem and Brain Age in the next couple weeks. We'll be talking about those with our impressions coming up. But we also learned, courtesy of Nintendo, that LEGO City Undercover's prequel, subtitled The Chase Begins, the main character's name is Chase, so it's a pun. So this is where he becomes an outlaw? No, he's not the outlaw, he's the cop. 
The outlaw is Rex no, well, that's something. It. No, how he becomes them. Because like in the trailer for the Wii U version, he's an outlaw. Or it says like... No, Chase is the cop, Rex is the outlaw. Oh, how does Rex become the outlaw? Is that what you mean? Chase is a cop, through and through. There's no outlaw here. Is there? I don't know. I thought he when, was... I, when Nintendo I, 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 showed I, I, it to I, I, me, I, 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 he was a cop. They literally well, I mean, said, this is Chase... Well, he's a well cop. maybe he starts he off as a cop. Maybe at some point in the game he takes the justice into his own oh, hands. Maybe. And he... Oh, and he goes vigilante because cause breaking the rules is what Lego wants to teach children. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I have no idea. But, um, well, either way, the chase begins, hits April 21st. And that's kind of, all right, that's great. But the big question about the 3DS lineup was, when is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon hitting? And Nintendo confirmed what I suspected when I guessed it when they first delayed it out last year, March 24th. Or as I predicted when we were talking about it last year, once it was delayed, it'll come out the week Kid Icarus did. Except, you know, a year later. And sure enough, there it is. It actually that. shares a release date with uh, poker, 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 Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity. Which, it, once again, Nintendo, spread out your stuff. I don't get this. They don't usually release the same games, on, different games on the same day. But uh, regardless, along with that date, we also finally have learned that Luigi's Mansion, about Luigi's Mansion... Wow, I can't talk. <laughs> Let's try that again. We also learned about Luigi's Mansion's multiplayer mode, which is uh, specifically Nintendo's discussed Hunter mode, and the fact that they're calling it Hunter mode as one of... It, in the trailer, it's multiplayer, colon, Hunter mode. So I'm guessing there's other modes. But what we know about Hunter mode is it's going to be available local, online, and through a uh, single cartridge download play. And it takes place in the best pun in a while... The Scarescraper. It's a tower of scares and frights and ghouls and ghosts and Luigi. And basically how it works is um, up to four players work together to defeat ghosts. They go floor by floor. They're working as a team. They have a limited amount of time. And they get to choose how many floors, anywhere from 5 to 25 or infinity. And they get to pick um, the difficulty. So there's, you know, easy, medium, hard. So if you're playing with a bunch of people that just can't hang... You could do this. Yeah, and since it's online, you could go. I want to play easy. Five. Jason, I'm just kidding. Hey. I'm just kidding. We're not. We're gonna do. Hey. We're gonna do endless. Hey, I I, I hate you. Anyway, uh, so how how it will work is there's multiple rooms per I'm just floor. You know your way around the vacuum. That sounds oddly <laughs> dirty. Anyway, uh, since there are multiple rooms per floor, let's get back on track here. Um, how it will work is you can branch off. So you know each player could go to a different room and deal with the ghosts, or you could work together and find ghosts in the same room. And on the lower screen, as all that's happening on the upper screen, the lower screen will show a map of who's in what room, which room is cleared, and whatnot. And as you progress, you can unlock new vacuum parts and what and power ups and things like that. And of course, much like all of Nintendo's co-op games, there's also a competitive edge. It's actually very similar to Four Swords, where you're working together to reach a goal, but then you're ranked at the so end. So it's of like each a level. over-the-shoulder view of um, the Nintendo Land mini game, except no one controls the ghosts. The ghosts are mini. It's not over the shoulder. Well, fine, whatever. It's, it's person, typical... Third-person camera, yeah. Way of... The Nintendo Land Luigi's Mansion one. Yeah, in a way... Yeah, because everyone can split up and look for the ghost. Everyone can split more. up. Yeah, it's, it's sort of and like And the rooms that. are more self-contained and... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not really like that that much. It's more like single-player Luigi with multiple players. But the one thing that does carry over from Nintendo Land is you can revive your players by flashing the strobe on them. Yeah. Why did they have the multiple Luigi's? What else would you have wanted? Mario Luigi, Wario Waluigi. They did but it for the whole Luigi's point... Mansion one. No, they did What? For, for the... I'm I, I just kidding the Nintendo Land one. That's a spin-off. That doesn't count. No, I know, but... But, um... Oh, yeah, one thing I want to... It's like the only character that seems like alright for them to split up was, uh, was Link just because they've already established it many, many times. For so Netflix. now they're, they're doing it for Luigi. It's like they can do what they want. <laughs> well, I mean, I know they I know. can. No, I mean, it just, yeah, it just I seems know. lazy. 
I guess. I don't, I don't think Mario would have been a good fit because the whole point of the game is it's Luigi's own game. Like, it would have been weird. It's not if they... like it's the main No, but game still, I can player. understand why they didn't put the others. But um, I do want to emphasize, I know I kind of said it, but yeah, your performance is rated at the end of each floor or each section, I guess. And um, yeah, it's like it's not just like, here's who's best, but it starts like giving you things like, It'll rank you by title. So people that don't help out much will get, like, a lame title, like, you know, least helpful or something <laughs> like that. So. Oh, yeah, th- yeah, someone revealed there was one called the Leecher or something like that. Yeah, so it, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I can see it being fine. It's really great that it's online. So that's coming out March 24th alongside we, uh, with the main game of Dark Moon. And I also expect, like I said, there'll probably be some more multiplayer stuff revealed between now and then. Oh. I hope. I mean, the way they're teasing it, it sounds like it. But back to that release schedule for a minute. <laughs> So many uh, games. Yeah, looking beyond Nintendo's own 3DS games, which are now two in March and two in February, we're also getting a whole bunch of third-party titles. Uh, on February 12th, we're going to see a new Pro Evolution Soccer from Konami and the 3DS version of Sonic and All Star and yeah, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. Atlas is going to be releasing Etrian Odyssey 4 on February 26th with an eShop demo planned as well, and uh, then later on they're going to release. We've talked about it before, but uh, Demon Demon. Demon Summoner Soul Hackers is coming out in April. Oh, April 16th. I'm like Demon Souls. What? Yeah, no, Demon Summoner Soul Soul. Pe- Demon. I can't talk anymore. Demon this, Summoner this Hackers. Know, Demon Summoner long. Hackers. Thank you. That. On top of that, collector's edition with a CD or something. Yeah. Yeah. Contract. There is. There is. And now March 5th, we're going to see Castlevania: Lord of Shadow Mirror of Fate finally, as I think we've talked about before. And Capcom will launch the 3DS version of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate alongside its Wii U counterpart on March 19th, and also on Who's alongside. I don't know, but also alongside... You're getting both. No, I'm not. I'm probably not getting either. Mm. I'm not big on Monster Hunter. Also alongside that, though, there's going to be a 3D... Hold on. There's going to be a 3DS demo of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on February 21st, just like the Wii U. Maybe. I feel like if I was going to get it, I'd get it for Wii U, though. But either way, both of them will have demos on February 21st. Both will be out March 19th. And again, Nintendo told about some 3DS eShop games, or some eShop games this time for 3DS, and again, didn't give dates. So those are the many times delayed now Ikachan from Nicalis, as well as a top-down shooter from them called Guxt. There's ATV Wild Ride 3D, which is an enhanced racing game port of a DS game that Renegade... It's by Renegade Kid. They released it for DS as a retail game. They now enhanced it as coming with 3DS. There's Coaster Creator 3D, which is a roller coaster tycoon type of game coming from uh, a team called Big John Games, which I've honestly never heard of. And there's the revamped Nano Assault EX from Shinin. Nano Assault EX is the retail Nano Assault that was tweaked and redone and whatnot for the, for the, for the 3DS eShop. And Nanosaw Neo was supposed to come out after, but ended up coming out first somehow, or something like that. No, I'm really liking Nanosaw Neo, so maybe I'll get the first one. So. Yeah, well, in an episode that isn't so jam-packed, we definitely want your impressions of that. So, because this episode, we're already going pretty long, and we still, you know, a little more. So, yeah, Nanosaw Neo, I guess next episode we can talk about it, probably. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll see how crazy Nintendo News is then. Um, also, one last thought about the 3DS eShop, uh, more retail games are jumping ship to download. Ubisoft just released uh, Ghost Recon Shadow Wars, which I, you may recall was a launch title for 3DS, or you may not. I don't know if you, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm not inside your head. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also plans to follow that up with Splinter Cell 3D sometime this quarter before March, before end of March. I don't know why. I heard that was a really bad port. And similarly, Capcom uh, is going to release Resident Evil: The Mercenaries 3D, so you can get more Resident Evil, Jose. All right. That's gonna hit the eShop at some point with other Capcom games to follow in the future. So that's the release schedule. That's the games that are coming out. That's the games that have been all the news the last two weeks. That's a crazy amount of stuff. But we're not done yet. We have two more things. One, 
is Nintendo's doing a weird little restructuring, and two is we have some impressions of upcoming 3DS games. So well, let's handle that restructuring, I guess. That's it's not that much to say. It's just interesting that uh, Nintendo's all about synergy now. I guess they are restructuring their hardware and console, di- or sorry, their hand handheld and console divisions. So let's go. Uh, according to Nikkei, the Japanese newspaper, Nintendo's going to combine the two divisions sometime next on uh, I think February 16th, and the new synergy will result in 100. 30 people from the console team and 150 people from the handheld team merging together into one ginormous team. And they're going to be organized not by what they're working on in terms of console versus handheld, but by what segment of the process they do. So, you know, be uh, they'll be organized by functions like circuits or mechanisms or design is what Nikkei said. So, uh, like, so while one guy is working on the monitor and they could yell out to the other guy, like, hey, we you people, what are sort you of. doing with this touchscreen thing? Yeah, basically, because they want... We're doing this. Exactly, they want... That's how they have to do it now, but in the future it'll just be like, oh, that's what the hand, That's what we're doing for the handheld, too. You're doing that thing with the touchscreen, so are we. Or, like, that makes sense. We're already working on it for the other. We'll just bridge it over. Or one of them is just, like, casually strolling by the other side. They're like, hey, um, well, that's how it is now. That's how it is now. Now they're literally going to be mixed. It's not going to be like, I'm doing 3DS, you're doing Wii U. It's going to be, I'm doing circuitry for the two systems. And oh. it's allowing for, it's more for next-gen consoles because it's going to allow team members to switch back and forth. They're going so to be able to... Wii already outdated. Well, of course. They, Nintendo said before they even released their new consoles, they work on the next, next console. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the end goal here Actually, is Nintendo's hoping to speed up their hardware development and to generate new ideas by having engineers that usually are in one industry handheld or another console be able to mix so um the report was saying that you know this will encourage things like further connectivity between um consoles and portables as well as things like uh the implementation of handheld devices as console controllers game data sharing so players this i believe is a quote from ign game data player game data sharing so players can continue playing their console game on their handheld when away from the couch that's how ign translated in other words in my opinion it sounds like the Wii U's controller on steroids will be what the next system is. I honestly would not be surprised after seeing this report if uh, the next console is a is a literally a hybrid of a handheld console. There won't be a 3DS. There won't be a Wii U. There will be one device that you play on the TV and then you take the controller and go play outside. <laughs> That's my crazy guess. People have said Nintendo should do that forever. Remember those portable GameCube rumors before the Wii U was announced? Those portable GameCubes that exist? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Kind of homemade, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, a real one. Like, this has been rumored for a while, and it kind of makes sense, considering they are kind of converging. Like, the gamepad could be a portable if you were able to walk more than 50 feet or or 20 feet away from your Wii. Yeah, but I guess it's a portable as long as you're in your room, like... Yeah, but that's my point. So, like, the 3DS and Wii are overlapping a little, so if they keep going down that path, eventually it'll be one system. Yeah. And that means more resources for game development, so it won't have to be stretched so thin, because... If you haven't noticed, with, yeah, the, when with there's all a this, on one, there's nothing exactly. Yeah. They have a very on-off pattern. So you kind of have to own both Nintendo systems to get the best experience. Yeah, because it's literally an on-off pattern. Last holiday, huge Wii U stuff. They had uh, they had 3DS games, but there wasn't like it wasn't like the year before. Where 3DS was crazy, and the Wii had one game. Like it keeps alternating. So if they were to merge them into one mega system, the Wii U DS Ultra, it will. Uh, or no, the Wii DS Ultra. There we go. The Wii the U gets moved. It, um, <laughs> It would make sense, and it would allow them to develop more games quicker. The Nintendo something. Yeah, the Nintendo everything. The ultimate Nintendo change. The Nintendo this. This <laughs> is the this. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. It's obviously five or six years down the road at the earliest. That's the cycle they tend to work is six years. But you never know. Yeah. It could be cool. And that wraps up our news, which leaves us with some brief impressions, since 
This episode's pretty long. Yeah, everyone, everyone, and now it's time to go go bathroom, get a drink. Uh, well, actually, go take some shots if we're stressing you out too much with all this banter. You probably didn't even have to because we have timestamps now. So that's true. Thanks to the timestamps, so we're, the, stop so we're the ones that are. Been we're the ones that are like about to die. You're probably like, oh, I'm just tuning in right now, which is sad because you missed a lot of good stuff. Anyway, uh, impressions. There are two games coming out for the 3DS pretty soon. Fire Emblem Awakening on February 4th and Brain Age Concentration Training on February 10th. Nintendo has been kind enough to provide demos of both those games. Really and, good job. And we... Yeah, it's the first time Nintendo's released demos of first-party games. Of their own first-party games. I swear, games. like... It's like Fire Emblem is getting like so much momentum. Like Nintendo's it, it marketing it. It's like so fast. It's because like, Nintendo's marketing like, it. They have I, I, a TV I'm, commercial. Like, like, They've like, never like, done one for Fire Emblem. Like, Sorry, after playing the demo and I feel a bit like, eh, I guess I'll get it. Because, I mean, I've never really been into the Fire Emblem yeah. series. Yeah, here's and the thing. And then I, when I go, it's like, nope, we've been sold out. Sold yeah. out online, sold out here, sold out every GameStop yeah. around me. I've never like, actually... Oh, well, I'll guess I'll have to settle <laughs> for um, no art book. Yeah, yeah, the pre-order bonus from GameStop is actually kind of cool. I didn't get one either, but... Um, what was it? Yeah, so Fire Emblem. I've never played one before. I mean, we could keep these impressions on the shorter side since we'll talk about the games more in depth when they're out. But, you know, it's worth I mean, mentioning. I mean, all we have as a... I mean, as experience, it's just the uh, the ambassador game. And I haven't even played that yet. Sacred Stones, uh, I haven't played it yet. But uh, yeah, so Fire Emblem Awakening, it is Fire Emblem. It's really fun. It basically, for someone like me who came from Advance Wars, it's Advance Wars in medieval times, which is fine. It's one of the same developers yeah, too. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, I like really liked it. Like really like it. First of all, it has really gorgeous cutscenes. Ooh, really good cutscenes. Fully three D, a few. Second, it's made by some really well-respected... I don't remember who, but some well-respected Japanese anime studios. Mm-hmm. You could tell. Yeah, secondly, it's voice-acted at times, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, Interesting choice for Mars, but... Yeah, uh, he sounds rather girly, but whatever. Or uh, just like a really young kid. Uh, or like a young kid. Uh, yeah, some Mars before puberty. <laughs> um, it In terms of gameplay, it's literally... You know, it's a it's, it's like Advanced Wars Medieval times it's um yeah i mean at first i thought i wasn't really gonna i mean i'm saying it like i've played every game in the franchise but i've seen enough gameplay or watched my friends play the other ones enough to get used to it or know what's going yeah. on like on the wii versions like all the the over like where you're commanding your little units like to go to place they were all um, polygonal characters and yep. this one they went back to sprites only on the overview yeah, on the over overview. in the grid view yeah, on the, the map because when you go into the battles it's fully 3d and what's cool about the battles sorry cut you off i thought i get this in a quote What's cool about the battles is you can control the camera completely and you can rewind and fast forward and stuff in real time. You can do a first person mode in the battle. I don't, did you know yeah, that? Yeah, it makes it look like Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's it's just cool how there's so many options for battles just to watch them play out. But you're saying? Oh, I mean the environments are 3D, but you got little sprites characters. Basically. Yeah, everything's 3D except the sprite characters in grid view, yeah, and then everything's 3D in cutscenes and uh, battles, like yeah. everything, characters and all. But I mean, I don't. There's not. I mean, the demo's kind of short. It's the first. Like um, two or three chapter, two or three missions. Yeah, I mean, and it teases that like, like, oh, it makes you want to know more. Like, why? why yeah, they who is basically this guy they have the plot starts. To be Mars? Yeah, and the plot starts with these creatures coming from Mars. Looks like another dimension, and your goal is to go stop them, and that's where the game stops. And but, everyone has like pegs, pegs for feet. Yeah, that was a weird little graphical thing. I, I wonder if that's like that in the final game where they, they're kind of peg legged. Yeah, like I mean, they look like legs in clothing, but they move like pegs. Yeah, it's it's like. The whole, the rest of their body from like the feet up don't match the style of body. Again. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Sure. But I mean, we're it's like if you're gonna keep the feet like that, it's like those belong to a chibi character or something. Yeah, but you know, it's only in one type of cutscene. When in the full cutscene, yeah, it's, in the, the full... it's in the in-game cutscene. It's in the in-game, not cutscenes, the cinematic yeah. cutscene. Also, I, I did enjoy the writing. It had some nice humor to it, I guess. 
It wasn't just like super like doth thee thou though thing. It was like it was like a mix of modern and old. So it's kind of it was enjoyable. Yeah, and you get to play as you. Yeah, you gotta pick your. You gotta have a custom avatar. I love in the demo how it's like customize your avatar, and that gives you no options. It's like male (laughs) or female. Okay, pick your hair color. Nope, only one. Pick your clothing. Nope, only one. Pick your whatever. Nope, only one. It's just like, oh man, pick I, your get, class. I get to have to oh. buy the first one. Yeah, and it's like, I think you could pick from three different classes out of like 20 or something. I don't know, it's just kind of funny. But, oh, um, but it, is, it is interesting that um, when you pick your class, you have to pick what what you want to be good at and what you want to be bad at. Yeah, that was interesting. Have, that's, oh, different. So that's, cool. that's different from most RPGs. It's, it's like, oh man, I want to be good at strength, but I don't want like, my defense to suck or my luck. So I guess I just like, put oh, defense oh, oh. as sucky because it's like, I'm only playing this for 20 minutes. It never oh, ends. I, I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make my magic down because if I'm going to go off physical offense, there's no really need You do know magic. you got to do all that again in the real well, game. Well, yeah, yeah, I would have invested like, I don't know. Yeah, but it, it is fun. Um, I never thought, I, I mean... Fire Emblem is always one of the series. Like, lots of people love it. I'm sure it's good, but I never, like, had the chance to try it. And this demo, it literally sold me on the game. I was like, okay, I'm buying this day one. So, well, not day one, because I'm going to be out of the country, which I'll get to. Yeah, I'm actually really annoyed. It comes out when I'm halfway around the world, so I can't play it on the plane in either direction. This is like, come on, guys. I'm going to be on the plane for 17 hours. Give me Fire Emblem. And no. But that's such a first world problem. I can't play Fire Emblem on the plane. I have to play older games. As I go to... (laughs) Other countries. Well, at least now you could um, but, progress in the other ones. Yeah. Whatever else you were playing, I already forgot. What are you playing? Paper Mario. I can wrap up. I can wrap up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Go back to Pokemon Block. Anyway, the other game we played uh, that's worth mentioning, or the other one with impressions, is Brain Age Concentration Training, which actually kind of blew me away with the production value compared to the original Brain Age. First of all, I've never seen a demo that so heavily acknowledges it's a demo. They, like, record... First of all, it, it has full voice acting, and they recorded custom voice work for, like, this is only a demo, so we're just going to show you a couple things. Now, if you got the full game, and then literally the game pitches you the full game with with little, like, cards showing off stuff, like, Dr. What's-his-name? I'm not going to lie, he sold me on the game. Yeah, he sold me, too. The The Brain Age guy, I forgot his name, Dr... Dr. Something. Yeah, he <laughs> literally pulls out, like... Dr. Head. Dr. Andros. Out, looks like... Yeah, he pulls out what looks like cue cards and like plops them in front of his face. He's like, "This is what you get at the full game. This is what you should buy." And I'm like, uh, okay. the full game has five minutes. We were only gonna play three rounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what the demo was was it was um, an arithmetic-based challenge that they called uh, two back. Yeah, there's one back one and back two back. back. Yeah, but they were all part of a devil's training. Devilish. Yeah. Devilish training. Devil's training is what it's called in Japan. Yeah. Devilish training mode in which instead of just in the original branch for everyone who hasn't played it, when you get numbers, it's like. It'll just rapid fire, like, what's two plus one? And you write three or whatever, and it does that. But this one, there's one back and two back, like you said, in which uh, one back is you're writing the answer for the question that was previously posed while remembering the answer to the current question. Like, it'll go, like, what's two plus three? And then it'll go, what's four plus one? So for two plus... Those come out to be the same. That's a weird coincidence. <laughs> so so for the first one, you'd write five, but it'd be displaying the second one. And then the second one, you write five, but at that point, it'd be displaying a third problem, and you have to memorize that answer. Yeah. For two back, it does that, but you have to remember two back that one got tricky that one got really tricky yeah the one back was super easy i was able to finish it like yeah one back seconds, was really but... easy two back took some thinking i got and the problem with two back like once, like once you mess up once you kind of have you, you, you kind of have to like by default like mess up the next two just so you could get back on track yeah because yeah. it'll literally be like what's one plus one what's two plus two what's three plus three and when it shows what's three plus three you're answering what's one plus one so then when it gets to what's four plus four you're answering what's two plus two and it's like you're always and then you're like oh man like it gets tricky but um, it was fun, though. And, I mean, I'm really, like I said, I'm really impressed with the production values. Full voice acting, full 3D of the Doctor and his floating head. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ha- happy they kept the very polygonal Sonic. Yeah. Sonic, they 
flushed them out. Well, yeah, that, that was kind of the signature style. Oh, yeah, first yeah. Game. But also, I don't know if you notice in the background when he's talking, he's in like his office, oh, yeah. there's a clock that shows the real time. And it oh, updates in real time. I didn't, know, I didn't notice that it was a Yeah, real I was like, that's a neat touch. So it's just like all these little touches. And plus the idea of Devilish Train is kind of clever in that... Oh, yeah, when he we've talked about horns and... Oh, yeah, he turns into a devil, and then when he turns back, he has to pull off his horns. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also kind of clever in a gameplay perspective, because it will adapt the game for you. So if you get above a certain percentage... Like when I did one back, I got, I got like 95% or something. I think I missed one because I like sneezed I don't know but right. uh, that's why no, yeah, I missed one because um, it didn't register my nine yeah I had trouble with that my fours and nines I had to change how I write them but um, anyway so then it upped my difficulty to level two yeah. and if I got below I didn't but if I got below a 65% I think it dropped it back down to level one Hmm. That's the ratio of right to wrong, those percentages. So, you know, yeah. it that's what's kind of neat about it, is unlike the original brain age, it's actually the next step where it's adaptive to you. It, and it doesn't even like flaunt your brain age in your face. It's not like your brain age is blah, at least in devilish training. It says, you know, you ended up at this level. This is why we expect from someone in the age range of blah. Well, didn't he say that because he's in the, it's just the demo? Because, I mean, normally they're five Possibly. minute rounds. So you oh, that's get true. more. That's true. I forgot about that. And I'm that. pretty sure yeah. time is involved in the other ones. Because right now, with just how many you got right or wrong, I'm pretty sure right, how long right. you take will actually matter. Good point. I didn't even think of that. I, I, I don't know if you kind of like this, but I thought it was kind of um, unnecessary for him to be there the whole time when you're doing the, like, that's good. Keep it up. It's, encur- it's it's psychological stuff. It's encouragement to get people to keep going. Uh-oh. Feedback always encourage. Like having feedback like that always is beneficial from a psychology. Oh, I mean if that's the case, and that's cool. I mean that's like why there, teachers but, always say, "Good job when you're learning." But I'd rather have it turned off at that. I, well, I, could, I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of annoying. For, um, I can see it being annoying just because if you're like really in the moment, it'll distract. Yeah, especially but, for the one back because like, I mean they were just super easy. Oh yeah, because yeah, with the one back is like yeah, good job, good job, good job, yay, good job, good job, good job, <laughs> yeah. good job, good job, good job, good job, yeah. But, um, really, the, I, I can't get out of the production value. Like, the original Brain Age was simple. It was 20 bucks. It was, you know, it had good, simple, clean lines, simple stuff. But this one, like, he talks throughout it. He, it's like, there's full 3D, there's 3D effect. It, it's really, like, a step up. Yeah. And it includes all the same brain training, or it has brain training like the first game. It has relaxation, relaxation modes like the first game, including the Dr. Mario knockoff yeah and then it has all this knockoff it was like straight out I know yeah it's just missing Mario it has yeah. viruses but no Mario and then it has the devilish stuff on top of all that yeah. so it's actually a pretty so maybe the first game I actually get like just as a download just I cause... think I will too because if you're playing 10-15 minutes a day you don't necessarily yeah I don't want to keep popping it in and out in and out it makes sense as a download game yeah and that's also one game that I don't really mind not having the packaging for because it's not really a Mario Zelda same whatever. Unless the packaging for so whatever reason they actually make the box look really really cool. I don't they know did. The box is literally the first game, but instead of being yellow, it's red. Oh, never mind. I like did. it has the same brain. Oh, yeah. It has the, the same box. brain, but instead of like being yellow with like little sun rays shooting out of the brain, it's red with like little flames in no, the background. No, it's a it's a person in profile like this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the it's first brain. It's the but it's showing their brain. The inside. No, it's not showing their brain. It's just a. Let me rephrase. It's an out. It's a silhouette of a person, and in their head cavity, where their brain would be, are different tasks. Like it shows, like arithmetic and words and other things. It's yeah. the exact same oh, yeah, concept. Yeah. I mean, because there are those other games where the DS actually have a brain, right? And yeah, like the Ubisoft so. ones. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so that's rapid fire impressions of those two games. Uh, brain Age Concentration Training will be out on February 10th, and Fire Emblem Awakening will be out on February 4th. Wait, is we, it available for download? Is both it? of them are. Yeah, all right. Cool. And uh, in retail, and we will have impressions, of course, upon their release, which will be, I guess, our next episode. Speaking of our next episode, well, before we get to the next episode, 
No, we'll do it now. Speaking of our next, I'm arguing myself. Speaking oh. of our <laughs> next episode, I just want to give a heads up. Uh, with those impressions, and of course, with we'll have all the usual Nintendo news, but it will be late, a few days late. I mentioned what? I was going out of the country. I'm not flying back till the day after we normally re- post our episode. This was out of my control. I didn't have a saying when I went. So, um, long story. But it's, it's going to be a cool trip. And if you're curious, you can follow me on Twitter at JSR7 for photos and stuff of Israel and Italy. That's where I'll be for 11 days. So, uh, but like I was saying, it's going to result in the podcast being a day or two late. I apologize. We are going to post it on either February 12th or February 13th instead of February um, 10th, I guess, would be the normal date. Yeah. Instead of that Sunday. Uh, but the plan is I'm basically going to land back in America and we're going to record. Like, I'm going to come straight to our usual recording spot at Jose's. So, once again, apologies. It'll be a little late. We'll keep you up. If you want to stay updated on when it'll be posted since it's kind of up in the air, uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Ram Nintendo. We'll be reminding closer to the usual posting time that'll be delayed. And, of course, we'll post when it's up. Or you can just subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search Ram Nintendo and then it'll just download as soon as it hits our you know as it hits the yeah, itunes feed of course um, and now of course comes the usual plugging but i'll keep it a little briefer since we're already running so late check out the meverse article we wrote it's uh at randomtown.com it's called the art masters of the meverse check out the year of the crossover article i'll be writing about the history of crossover games what's coming out this year with some descriptions of them and why they're doing this all of a sudden that will be up within the next week on top of all that, you can follow us on Meverse or friend us on Meverse. I'm Jason R. Jose is W-E-I-R-O underscore O, Wero. Uh, like I said on Twitter, I'm JSR7. He's, once again, Wero. Keeping it easy. Yeah, I'm the one that had to screw everything up. Wait a up. minute, well, I, I am the one that you have to keep spelling out because... It's yeah, the mine's one the easy one, Jason <laughs> R or JSR. But, uh, seven. But, um, and once again, I... Don't usually pitch it twice back-to-back like this, but since we have the weird little delay at the episode, I do encourage you to follow us on uh, Twitter or subscribe on iTunes just so you don't miss that episode, because it'll be a good one. We've got Brain Age, we've got Fire Emblem, Nano Assault Neo, probably. Yeah. And while it won't be quite a blowout like this Nintendo Direct one was, there's going to be plenty to talk about, I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. So with that, we'll see you in two weeks when I'm back from my worldly travels of two countries that start to wear eye.